Hello, everyone. Uh, I mean, I hope you guys are doing as well as you can. Um, I just wanted to make people aware of a few things before we get into it. Uh, a few disclaimers, a few notes, footnotes that I want to get through before we get into this. I hope everyone is hearing us all good and uh, hopefully we'll have some good callers uh, throughout. Uh, appreciate all the sport. I've got so many DMs, honestly. It's been really, really hard for me to get through them. Uh, I'm talking in the hundreds. Um, I've been on the phone with people and... Um, I hope uh, I hope everyone is is doing as as well as they uh, can be doing at this point in time. Um, Want to say that Football Index is a gambling product. Uh, anything we say is not financial advice; it is our opinions only. Um, I also want to say that I'm no longer an affiliate to Football Index. Uh, I emailed them on Saturday saying that uh, I would like my affiliate link to be closed and I would no longer like to be part of their affiliate scheme. Um, uh, I've removed the affiliate link from all my uh, YouTube uh, videos and um, uh, and all my podcasts as well. So um, that I just wanted to make that clear. Also wanted to draw some lines in the sand. And uh, as some of these conversations will probably be uh, hard and um, we want to make everyone aware, you know, like, there are some things that we will not want to talk about specifically. There are certain um, uh, healthcare lines, et cetera, that people should have access, GamCare and GambleAware.org, um, for example. But there are some things that we will, will draw a line on. Um, but we want to speak to as many of you as possible uh, and get as many of our views uh, on um, Football Index as well. So, Lesson Panda, we, we spoke on Friday, so I'm going to introduce ASP first. Um, ASP, huge advocate of Football Index, uh, someone who's had a lot of money in it for a very long time, someone who's dedicated hours on making content with me, making content yourself, uh, talking to Football Index themselves on trader panels, uh, a real shock to the system. And I just want to get your first thoughts on what you feel has happened since Friday, uh, etc. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, I just also before I like before I'm going to start, I just want to make a make a point, which is I tend to say I think quite quickly and speak quite quickly, and so I'm just mindful that I might miss sometimes the severity of how some people might be feeling. So I just wanted to make that absolutely clear. You know, thoughts with everyone, um, and if I you know, say things, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm not sensitive to that it's just I tend to be quite analytical so I just wanted to make that clear but in terms of how I my thoughts and kind of how I felt when it happened shocked um of course and I think it's probably difficult to find the words which is probably why I'm stumbling over them but um I think yeah I'm not sure if it's helpful I guess a massive shock um yeah I mean I, I don't know how much we want to go into this now. I mean, it was a massive shock. There's nothing that I could say. I read the, I read the statement. Uh, my heart sank. And, you know, again, I don't want to dwell on it. I did see some other things, which notwithstanding 99.9% of it, which was terrible. I did see some very small things, which in any other situation might've been positive, but obviously in this situation, it's impossible to say that. So it was um, overall a massive shock. And, since then hearing the seeing some tweets and just feeling the sentiment from the community and seeing some stories not nice um 
obviously feel bad for a lot of people. Um, but again, I mean, even saying these things, I'm not sure how, how helpful that is. So I apologize for that. But that's just sort of the very analytical piece of how I felt the last three days. And there's probably much more, but I don't want to take up the airtime. And Panda, how have you felt digesting everything since Friday? It's been a very difficult 48 hours, actually. Um, obviously spoke to some family and friends Saturday um, about things and, and really tried to explain the timeline of events because, I mean, we started doing this, uh, or PandaCast, I'll still call it that for one final <laughs> show, but, um, you know, we did this last January and let's be honest, it's, it's been a roller coaster and there has been questionable decision after questionable decision um, by management, in my opinion. And this isn't revisionism. This isn't hindsight. People can go and check the episodes. Of course, some of, some of the decisions we agreed with, some of them we didn't, but it's been frenetic at best. And Mm -hmm. especially I would say since July or August, 2020, that's when things started to become very bizarre and they've thrown so many, they've used so much artillery up and thrown so much at this market to stimulate it. And ultimately everything they've thrown at it has been counterbalanced by a lack of trust um, in the product and the lack of trust in management and people no longer using football knowledge, no longer enjoying it. Um, You know, deleting apps, uh, switching off from the game of football. Myself didn't watch any football this weekend, Um, taking off sofa score in the short term, like silly thing I know, but this platform for me, you know, I love the community. I um, I loved watching Sassuolo versus Bologna. I love the variety of players and the concept behind it. And, uh, you know, I wanted to do this podcast just to be accountable. And, you know, I feel awful for everybody out there. Uh, no one feels worse than me. And, um, you know, I'd like to hear from the board of directors, especially. I went in hard on them Friday. We'll get into that later on the show. I think it's, it's complete, you know... I, I look at this Friday announcement and I'm I'm keen to, we're going to get into it throughout the show. Now, if if you get yourself into a pickle, um, you're playing with millions and millions of pounds here. This isn't uh, monopoly money. You know, this is an experienced board of directors, CEO, CFO, um, who are are supposed to be managing this business. And if you drop dividends by 30% because you've had a difficult time, the implementation of order books, um, was not a success. Market makers, be transparent. What went wrong in those conversations? What went wrong with NASDAQ? Honesty, transparency, and integrity go so far for me. And that is a part that keeps me up at night. And that is totally unacceptable. And the investigation will just be beginning on that because, um, and I will promise I'll stop ranting now, but you 78% slash dividends. You let it get to such a state that you have to come out and cut it by that much, which then draws attention of national press, gambling commissions, auditors, questions will be asked at all of those doors. Um, obviously, we do a podcast. You know, I'm not, I'm not shirking away from that. I, I have to question my own views, judgment along the way. Um, and, that, and that's what I'm here to do and not to hide. So overall, deeply upsetting and um, trying to, in the long run, learn lessons from this yeah. and, um, and, and move it forward in some form of positive way. I guess um, one phone call I had today was really interesting and and it was not a light bulb moment for me, but what I kind of said was uh, the reason why I think people feel worse now, um, right now, because of how hard and shocking and how hard it hit was essentially like from 
March, this market got battered and Football Index as a company didn't really get battered. The traders took the brunt of that, right? And when Adam left, I think there was a bit of a mental reset as with Mike as CEO, right? Uh, not for everyone, but I think for a lot of the community, people were willing to give them a chance and say, look, okay, there's some development in the product and there's some new mechanisms and, and this and that. They're, they're working at speed. I think, ASP, you've, you've, you've put a, tweet, a few tweets out that. So it's like being brutally damaged for a long, long time, recovering and then being, uh, uh, being hammered by one, one final blow. Um, I don't really know if that makes any sense to people, but that's the kind of analogy I've got. And why I think it hurts more is because people were coming round to uh, Mike and team. And look, Panda, you tweeted that the apple doesn't fall f- far from the tree and totally true. And I know that was off the basis of a very emotional reaction to them postponing mm-hmm. the Q&A first and foremost, but mm-hmm. you were right. And again, their latest statement, do I believe them? Do I believe they didn't mint peep, uh, players uh, up until up until that point? Uh, the reason I don't believe them, Panda and ASP, is because they delayed the Q and A. They delayed it, so they they said they were going to do it one week. Then they waited a whole week, and then on, at five fifty seven, they told us no. Why did they tell us no? Probably because Mike and Board were thinking very hard about how savagely they're going to reduce dividends by. So I cannot, for the life of me, believe that that is the situation and what they've come out with that statement. The arrogance, the lack of humility. I've met a lot of founders, right? I'm pretty young. Like I've, I don't really have that many uh, that much work experience, um, career experience. Like I'm lucky to have done fairly well for myself up until this point and um, hopefully we'll have a, a good career in the future. I've met a lot of founders through kind of just uh, the media work that I've done in financial services. And the one common denominator that I've found that is really that 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 has kind of gathers all um, successful CEOs and, and exec leaders is humility, and the lack of humility that the football index leadership has shown since September uh, and more recently since Friday has been absolutely abhorrent. Um, have I don't, we had have we had an apology yet? No, since, I, I don't know. Adam, I don't know. Last time speak. I saw Adam Cole was last. We gave him a lot of compliments through COVID lockdown. He appeared on video with Mike, had a chat about it, didn't he? Ever since then, have they appeared on camera and apologised and explained to us with honesty about what's been happening behind the scenes? And I know you can't potentially be 100% honest. There are private business discussions, contractual, you know, uh, issues. But have we seen anything from them which doesn't suggest they're uh, borderline crooks at this stage? Well, I... I'm, I mean, I'm not saying they are, and we have to be careful with what we say, but where where are they? Why wasn't Friday in person? Why announce it, it wasn't a Q&A? A Q&A. It wasn't a Q&A. I'm still waiting for the q and I've been waiting for about 18 <laughs> days now. Um, you, you say a Q&A knowing full well in the past when you've announced a Q&A that inspires confidence in the market because most messages have been strong think, there's a comment here panda in the, the YouTube yeah. comments was if they apologize they admit to their crimes now we're not going to say that they have been i don't know un- what unlawful crime... because no. i'm not a legal person i'm not not a legal expert certainly not i don't know whether or not they are um uh but, yeah but, 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 but there's lots of great ASP but like but if on. they if they say sorry then they uh it, Essentially, they say that they've done wrong. 
Yeah, I, right. ASP. I mean, I want to bring him in here because he's he's a bigger fan of the platform than I am, which is saying something. And you are obviously fig. I mean, throwing these questions at you one by one, I guess. Um, where where do we start? Talk about whether would an apology have made any difference to you? Go back to July, Adam Cole's comms, where she's been highlighting and going around Twitter. Do you think that market makers, multiple market makers, a new media monitor and NASDAQ integration, these are where the lies started. Do you think that he had every intention and that was ready to be launched in September or was that stalling for time and scrambling? Yeah, so my personal view is that as of the summer, Mm. I my personal belief is that they believed that they would have things lined up. And again, this is just my personal view. My personal feeling is that something happened. And I don't know whether it was just with NASDAQ or um, a more general tech thing, because I know that the, the Akash like, a few months later left. And I don't know if that also impacted the media. I, I don't know. But, but mm. I, my personal view is that they genuinely believed that that statement that came out in July, I don't believe, and, and I, I genuinely don't believe that that was made with the intention of fabrication. I believe that was a genuine belief. And I think what happened was they started down a very slippery slope of not addressing those elements in the elephants in the room early on and going down this long path of basically all the things we've said about saying this or not saying this and bringing these initiatives in when actually the really bad thing about all of this is I genuinely feel that nine times out of 10 or 99% of the time almost with a better management team from that point in July when something went wrong, this could have very easily been stopped. And mm. it was just a number of things. And I don't know if we're going to want to go on to this later, but mm. when that well, happened, yeah. Yeah, when, when that happened, mm. the dividend from when I when I saw the dividend increase, I know we all celebrated it, but part of me was thinking. You're, you're, you've created a market which needs liquidity and you're incentivizing traders to put all their cash into buying futures rather than um, you know, put it under the, under the buy price essentially and, and yeah. to create liquidity. Then I also think when that did then happen, and I think very quickly everyone realized that there was very little liquidity, mm. a proper leadership team, as bad as it was, I think would have just immediately reversed that dividend increase. And I know we would have been up in arms, mm. but it's not like we had a situation from my recollection where when the dividend increase happened, I don't think we got the huge increase in the market from that, if that makes no. sense. I think no. there was a little bit. So immediately seeing that, if I was a leader, knowing that something went wrong with NASDAQ, the media monitor there's an issue with, market makers liquidity there's an issue with, I've just increased dividends, the market hasn't reacted, we don't have any liquidity, and now basically it looks like for the foreseeable future, we're going to be paying out double liabilities. That's when immediately they should have rolled that back. They didn't. And again, fair enough, we can say, okay, we would have hated that, and we would have. So, so we can maybe understand why they, why they didn't. But even then, what happened then was just that we basically got silence on, uh, or not even silence, just kind of weird words that kind of alluded to the main issues, which never really, never really got addressed fully. And to be honest, I'm even racking my brain because I think there's so much more, but there is yeah I should have, so much I should... more i mean uh ian brodders here from from twitter has a question and, and we're not doing questions right but i thought this is pretty one that i want to ask because mm. it it kind of 
hits a nail on head that I was going to ask. What do you think has happened with the 65% dividend right. liability reserve? Yields are based on the prices shares were minted at, not the current pre-cash prices. So why would those yields have hit them so hard? The only answer is they deliberately set them too high. Um, I want to ask you, like, ASP, Panda, if they are in this dire a situation, right? And I know I've spoken to a lot of people who have said they might be not in a good financial situation in terms of their immediate cash flow, but they might have money in the bank. But surely that can't be the case. Um, where Where is the money gone? I think, pers- just to jump in, I think personally what's happened is I'm not sure as well about how the cost of maybe all NASDAQ was managed because re- realistically, we've been hearing about that for about 18 months. Mm. And so costs would have been incurred in relation to that. And I don't know if they expected to see an eventual um, benefit of that in terms of their business model and how that was worked out. But obviously that didn't arise. And then I also think I'm not sure. I think that when they when they introduced the, the dividend increase, I don't know if they were, again, I don't know how they calculate things because we had had an absolute bull run of six months during COVID. I don't know if they used like a very short term, um, you know, recency bias in their projections going forward. And obviously that didn't materialize. I don't know if um, they expected to mint much higher because that was the thing really after the dividend increase. What didn't happen is shares didn't get minted up yeah. significantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know whether they had expected that to happen. Yeah, I think um, that as well. The assumptions could have been very... Um optimistic Limited. in the in the model to to get it past the board to up the dividends so yeah. uh, but, but go, the, go the on, thing sorry, is sorry speak um just to so on the affiliate scheme information um that's that's come out they state 67 and a half percent of bets placed are reserved don't they well apparently apparently but is that just for one year or multiple years i'm assuming now it must just be one year i have no I mean, idea <sighs> I think personally, just to jump in, I think mm. regardless of what we talked about, the modeling of dividends, I think the unfortunate thing is I don't think any of their models or ours accounted for what's happened in the last six months. And I think, you know, even, for example, they introduced team of the month. I don't think they expected to be paying out nearly as much as they ended up paying out on that and the dividends. Mm. So I think essentially what my personal view of where we sit right now is I my general view is they still have, I think. I don't want, again, I don't want to be careful with my words. My view is that they still have reasonable amounts of cash reserves, Mm. but I feel like the last six months, which essentially was a death spiral, which just would have led to constantly high dividends, no minting, people were drawing dividends Mm. at those Mm. yields. I think ultimately, and and that may tie in with what they wanted, what they still want to do in terms of, again, maybe it's a pipe dream, but whatever they said they still want to do. I think this, for me, means that it gives them more time. And I, again, I have my own views. I believe that things are able to be, you know, payouts are, are ring fenced for, for a certain period of time. And, and I think this does give them a long period of time, but I think their models got totally smashed to the point where this, again, I'm not saying it. Well, no, I am saying, I think, I think, I think something like this was probably inevitable even three months ago and it didn't get done. And now I think it was just inevitable uh, for me personally. I think, I think the money just was dwindling so quickly. If you go on to the uh, the Khan podcast when Khan Berry came uh, came on with us uh, towards the end of that, I referenced that the core trading business was not profitable. It was clear to everybody in December and January that commissions were far lower than dividends paid out. But I think, from my perspective, it was a question of the reserves and 
they were going to build the product alongside the cash reserves they had and obviously then review them in the summer. But clearly the losses were so heavy and intense, they've had to take drastic action. Um, and the, the, the other LP001, I mean, let's not, I think that, I think him or her have taken a battering. And, you know, I can share, we can share this now. I went to the Champions League final, I've told this before, with um, head of M&A at another gambling operator. And he said to me, he, he wouldn't look at football index. He, if an analyst gave it to him, he would just throw it in the bin. Reason being, he's already got the customer base at his gambling operator, so he doesn't need those. And he has no, there's no synergy. He has no expertise in how to model players' careers and prices. And a part of me also thinks I sit here today, ASP, um, they have taken a lot of bad bets, which I tweeted about earlier, but they have been hammered as a bookie on um, good bets for the punters. You know, yeah. is that, does that fall into that? Have they mispriced their odds? Because they are ultimately a bookie who offers fixed odds on players' careers. Have they yeah. just been completely annihilated? You know, I've spoke about some of the best bets I've seen in my career, and Jaden Sancho on Football Index was one of them, which is why I went so heavy. Do you think that yeah. to get this off the ground, they had to have low prices? But ultimately, they've taken 922,000 bets on Sancho versus maybe 40,000 on Igalo. So, yes, Igalo is a winning bet for the house, but they've been hammered on the young elite footballers, and the liabilities are just monstrous. Yeah, I think the problem in all of this is links to what you said. I mean, Again, the other piece of the puzzle is LPO one. I mean, the prices that they were buying shares at before. Well, clearly, clearly they're not very good at a lot of things, right? So, my question is as well: What's to say that their modelling was good or good enough? Like you, you talked about that, yeah. Clearly, I mean, look, uh, Panny, you talked about the the guy that you went to the to the game with, the yeah. uh, uh, M and A guy. Like, yeah. I don't get right if. Like one of the questions that people are going around, they're like, "Where do they go from here? Should they be bought out?" I just, why would anyone buy them out? Well, ASP might know. I mean, I'm looking at this, and ASP might know. He will know better than me, that's for sure. Um, is this a viable option for a, for a takeover? I mean, the tech is broken, and we'll, we'll need a lot of cost. Customer base is disgruntled. That's very being big. You need to recycle your customer base, like we recycle shares right in here in the old days. Um, uh, what what's good you know in te- like, what what do they own what's good to take over here i mean the concept yeah. yes but you could, could you just not start it again well yeah i mean so in my view as of six six months ago mm-hmm. this was on the cusp of greatness and at some point in my view i think again people might not want to hear this i think it may still be quite a long time where they're able to pay out these very low payouts i think there will come a point and I think, you know, for people that have maybe sold already, there will come a point where this company's liabilities will be almost zero. But despite that, you will have a company with tech. You can say it's bad, but I mean, it's a functioning app. It's a functioning website. It's a functioning order book. Mm. Uh, you've got a customer base, yes, albeit disgruntled. But frankly, I've never seen, I've seen very few things in my life that have the, that are able to capture the attention of a demographic of men with disposable income between 20 and 50 years old and the amount of time and ladies. Yeah. And ladies and the amount of time (laughs) that they're prepared to give their attention to a particular app. So done well would see a path there. And um, you have the potential to rebrand and, you know, all the, all the things that we have now, which, and this is the Mm. biggest frustrating thing for me is 
when I looked at that dividend structure and when I saw the point about the scoring matrix, what the biggest frustration is that we are slash were, I, th I think are, because it'll still be here, I think, on the cusp, were, would have been on the cusp of an actual genuinely decent final product. And so for me, yes, you've got all these negative things, but realistically, the amount that you could pick it up for, no liabilities, and basically mm. an infrastructure, however average you might say it is, there's a whole company there in an infrastructure which, with, with obviously venture capital, which would be a gamble, and with some new with a new team and with a rebranding. I think personally, I've, I haven't worked in venture capital, but I work in a sphere where I meet people. Given some of the things that I've seen, you know, I actually worked in a company where I actually it didn't go well. It was the startup we built it up, and then I actually couldn't believe the amount of capital they had raised for it. Like I don't think it would be that difficult, but again, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to go too far into that because mm. I don't want to mm. seem overly hopeful. But that's my view: is that there is mm. there is such a as of six months ago, you know, what would someone have had to pay for it then? Probably well, quite a lot. Well, look, I, I'm going to jump in. I, I owe you an apology as well, ASP, because you're right in one sense that nothing has captured the attention of this platform and this concept um, quite like it. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything like it, but. As I step back now with cold eyes, and I think this is where I was wrong in the past, people were addicted to the green and the money, and it was the next big thing to win, and that was feeding their endorphins. How good is the underlying product? I personally I think, think it's yeah. a shit show. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's intuitive, the Matrix, and this is where I was wrong. Yeah, that's it. Look, I mean, look, I... I You've seen this coming. Yeah, so this is, I think, linked to what I think you mentioned, Fig, and it's been, been banded around. People, unfortunately, remember back to when I really kicked off about the scoring matrix a couple of years ago and did that whole dramatic thing. The reason why I did that, um, and I don't know if this was clear to many people, was at, in the run-up to, well, since the very start of the, of the performance side of Football Index, I actually started communicating very early on whereby I said, this is a good first, but I would recommend reviewing mm. very early on and mm. setting a, a, a setting a, setting a very uh, final version of this performance side of the product as early as possible, um, so that we it can last into the future. Because the the original Matrix was a, was a fucking horror show. I mean, the, the current one's not great, but the original one was terrible, and there's still not people wanting to change. So, but what happened was, I felt that my conversations with management they heard but i never felt that i didn't really get anything i didn't feel like i was actually involved uh, or i didn't mm. feel like i didn't feel like anything was really being really really taken on and so i feel like one of the biggest problems is what fig said is and i don't or maybe he said something similar to this complacency i felt was a big thing um and that also led to what happened since september and uh, i do think you know um, not getting the foundations in order before scaling mm. and what you said um, about the actual product, the big error was they carried on the boom of the six months during COVID mm. or tried to attempt to carry it on just through increasing dividends when that is the point where they really should have been looking to build down under the book uh, and let people put their cash yeah. there and encourage yeah. trading. Mm. And, that was a, and, and again, I think it was a complacency that they just thought, well, we'll just increase dividends. Things will fly yeah, again. things are flying. We've, we, everything we touch turns to gold. We've taken a startup from nothing to tier one, blah, 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 and not addressing the fundamental issues in their business. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm the whole takeover business. 
kind of skeptical. I don't want to get into the legalities, people talking about lawsuits, etc. I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea whether or not some of those things will stand. I don't know if any of those things will work. And if they do work, if traders get money back, because I don't know if there's or how much money there is at FI. I mean, um, people will call in, maybe uh, tell us. I, yeah, so many concerns for me, even if there was a takeover, the brand has, has been damaged uh, to smithereens. Um, you can't, like an external CEO, as switched on as they are, to come in and just click your fingers, understand this is very hard. Don't you think? Like, it's a very complex business model, but very complex product. We've been saying it for months, haven't we? Yeah. It's been too, it's too complicated for the, and I've always used but, Uncle but, Richard, who's probably listening as a barometer. <laughs> he, he switched off six months ago. There's too many streams of dividends. I, I get too it. Confusing. I get it. But, but I'm just talking about like, well, there, there were, I mean, we've got a streamlined one now, unfortunately. Well, we ha- that's the irony. I quite like that, but you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's been, yeah but I uh, think somewhat, I think Kieran along again, this is, I, I don't want to get into this too much because I know what mm. people's views are. I think obviously it's a long shot, but Kieran, alongside a new team under a new brand you, you never know but again that's just my view mm. what about germany when they said ipds are being uh, removed because uh, that will give us easier entry into germany well i said <laughs> on a podcast i think uh if it happened within 18 months that someone was like gun to your head to think yes or no i said no someone i think said to me like i'm actually really optimistic on that and i was like I just, I think people really overestimate or underestimated just the manpower, the technical complexities of entering a different mm. uh, territory, the resources required, the legal stuff, the, you know, having to have two currencies in your business, like all that kind of stuff is not an overnight job. And if football index can't get like... They've been discussing it for years. I mean, Mike was on I, I, a business <laughs> channel, wasn't he? Discussing expansion into the US. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd like to ask him how true that is now. <laughs> like, I just, it's... Uh, I think yeah. I think for me, it's... It's, the, it's a it's mess the, top down. It's a mess top down, and mainly it's the behaviour and the lies and the Q&A. Yes. Yes. And the last two weeks especially have left a really sour taste where... You how you don't... do things is as important as what you do. Yeah, and right? the Q&A, announcing the Q&A to stimulate a little bit of market growth... Sneaking in some mint, sneaking in some minting of shares to have a final cash grab. It just that's the, that's the problem with me. But um, yeah, I guess we have time for some calls soon. Yeah, we do. Uh, people who keep DMing me asking to send me money, please stop that. Um, if you if you'd like to contribute to anything, then you know uh, send that to charity. Um, should we take some callers? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll go on a roller coaster. Yeah, we will. Um, all right, who have I got here? Hello? Hello. This is why I don't like doing these lives, because there's always this little... Uh, it's all right. We give, give each people 10, 15 seconds. If they don't talk, we move on. There's no what's your point this time, I think. Oh, no, I won't be doing what's your point today. <laughs> Oh man, I really appreciate everyone saying uh, uh, as well about me and Panda. Whatever happens to FI, the the podcast that you guys yeah, this could be the end of an era tonight. Um, we'll <laughs> we we'll talk about that. We'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, um, uh, just don't really know how we monetize it. Really, well, let's see. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think this person is. No, you can't give them that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they should have five seconds and then they're gone. 
I'd yeah. Oh, 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 no. They literally had their mic that's just come back on. Oh, I feel bad. Oh. Okay, hold on. Uh, next, let's go to the next person. Okay, admit it. Hello? Hello? I can see it's joining, connecting. Hello? You got your mic on mute. Mic on mute, mate. You are on mute. You are on mute. Can you hear me now? Yes, mate. How are you doing? Oh, who's this? This Who is Big Man to? Betts. A bit of a big man on Twitter, you might have. Oh, big yeah, you're Betts. a um, welcome. You're a big, big uh, part of the the Fitcast Extra. It's a brilliant podcast. It really is. It really has been. It's been emotional. It's been emotional over the last year. I got involved at the start of lockdown. Um, friend recommended it, and it was great. It's been great fun. The podcasts have been entertaining. But um, yeah, pretty pretty somber mo- mood at the moment. Absolutely, look, big man. <laughs> I just find it funny saying that out uh, loud. <laughs> um, give me your instant reactions um, when you see the announcement. Um, so the friend who recommended it to me, um, he was also on a phone in with you a few a few months ago. The, the King Fisherman. I read it. And I saw a reduction at the top and I dived into the new structure and I saw the pennies and I saw the two pennies and I closed the notification and I texted my friend and said, we are fucked. Mm. So is it, is it over for you now? Do you think it's, uh, have you, have you withdrawn? Have you cashed out? I have not cashed out. I have not cashed out. And to be honest, that was going to be my question for you guys. Twitter's going crazy. People want Mike they want Mike in trouble and they want AC in trouble and they want blood on the streets on the metaphorically. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I ultimately, if I'm being purely selfish and from an, the Adam Smith school of economics, that's kind of meant to be best for the masses. I just want to get as, I want to get as much money out as I can. And does t- trying to get every newspaper outlet to rip into football index achieve that for me? I'm not sure of the answer. So, uh, yeah, it's a good question. So we were chatting in the group chat yesterday, a couple of guys, and they said that it's inevitable in a sense that the mainstream media are going to pick up on this. So Bloomberg did an article. Obviously, there's some athletic uh, observer journalists sniffing around. And look, it's a UK betting scandal, I guess you'd call it. So it will absolutely. But you're right. It probably doesn't help them keep their license and ultimately help us traders exit at the, at the best possible position. So you've got that counterbalance in each other, in my opinion, but we'll see what ASP says about that. But um, I, I think it's inevitable, really, with, with the lies, with the mishandling over the eight months. It's incompetence at best from the board, and they have to now answer a series of questions. And um, as I say, people have, there's millions and millions of pounds in this market. It was, what, at peak, $120 million. Um, and they've abused the trust of punters. And that's what trading standards are there for. The Gambling Commission, auditors. They shouldn't have got to this, in my opinion. Mm. But, I mean, ASP, uh, from your perspective, yeah. newspapers so won't view- help, will they? Yeah, so my view is it's very delicate because on an emotional level, I think the absolute... Um, I can completely understand the feeling towards that. I feel like, I, again, this is my personal view, just being, a, unfortunately, more quite a very analytical and... Uh, just yeah, just just looking at the, I guess the clinical, just being a bit more clinical about it. You know, what do I, what do, what do we care about other than obviously the, the the things that we've listed that we're really unhappy and angry about is our money, and 
um, for me, the maximal, maximum possible best outcome for everyone. And again, this isn't my, I'm not advising everyone, this is my view, is that would be to just see how it goes. I mean, because legal action, I personally, I, I actually qualified as a lawyer. My my personal view is... Did you actually? Wow. Yeah, yeah. My, my personal... Oh yeah, I, I didn't I didn't go on to practice, so I basically just did photocopying for two years. But um, my view is that you've got two angles here. One is, for, for whatever reason, things kind of progress and succeed, and then FI and people are kind of involved in, in these lawsuits and whatever. I, I, there's nothing in it for us financially. Again, that's not to say there isn't anything in there for us morally or emotionally. Uh, or they are just able to, which is in my view, what would happen is uh, despite what we're angry about, I personally believe that they would just stand behind their their TNCs and part, mm. pass off most of the things we're talking about um, because they have been quite ambigu- ambiguous and quite hard to prove, even though obviously we perceive them a certain way. And also a- advertising laws are very, very uh, flimsy and yeah. people aren't really had to, held to account. Yeah. So if you ask me, I, again, it's not to dissuade anyone else in whatever they feel right to do, but my personal feeling in terms of what would be the best, best possible financial outcome for everyone would be, again, my view is they have a long period of, of lower, of, of these lower payouts being fenced and, it may be a very, very small chance of them being able to turn around this uh, or someone else coming in, but whatever very small percentage chance there may be to maximise the outcome for everyone, I feel that would be it. But that's just my view. I, I think, just my view, I think we've got, I don't know, if I had to put a number on it, a 10 or 15, 10 to 20% chance of of recovery with, and maybe that's naive, but with a whole new board and direction. Um, because there is something there um let me ask you Panda, be... honestly 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 let me just ask yeah. you this because because this is the crazy thing and i don't know whether i just over, have always been overly in love with football index but mm. even forget these prices but do you not still do you not is there not a part of you that really would love to be able to place bets on footballers but what i mean by that is but, but, why, but what i mean by that is how deep that is in everyone in the FI community. I know we've said, you know, oh, it's attracted but... me ASP because of the stakes and the limits. And ultimately I think that was their downfall. So if we look at sports stack, I believe they had the, the use of star lizard and they set extremely tight lines mm. and especially on their career market, they had very limited liquidity in there and liabilities. They tread, they treaded with caution and it was quite a boring game for people like me. Football index attracted some deep, big pockets because you could place these huge sums on. But when you can do that, you have to be damn sure as the bookie you're getting the odds right. And I and I think that's a really hard balance. Would I like to do this? Yes. Would people like to place bets on footballers? Yes, but and, and that's that's, that's why hard, just just on that point, Panda. Like that's why yeah. when we talked about minting before below all time high. If you're smart with something like that, that actually gives you the flexibility to be wrong when you're pricing up some of these players. But so, look how look how wrong professional scouts are. Look how wrong football yeah, clubs are. No, but, football but, but, clubs but, spend sixty million on centre backs that don't turn out to be much cop. And but do, do, do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, oh no, you are right. If they had an expert trading team in there, if they picked five or six of the community and said go in and be our in-house trading team, then yeah, it could be a very very dynamic place to be. And um, it, there's a lot of skill to that. I don't think they've got anywhere near the competence. No. Be able no to do way. that and take bets against us because 
there's a lot of sharp people in this community. Um, I want to so, take some more calls. Uh, just just one last thing. 10 to 15% chance I think they can run at these levels for a long time with their cash reserves. What they've done is basically paused it and gone into hibernation yeah. and said, yeah. we can't afford to run month after month after month. We've got nothing yeah. else to throw at it. We can't have a net cash outflow for this period of time. We've got to hibernate. I believe there is plenty of cash there or some. That can last them through, I think, a period of time. And they need to get their house in order. The biggest risk to me is in the next few weeks, if they can keep hold of their license. Mm. I, I, just before I go, go I on, think go one, on. one point that, so I think FI Trader made it on Twitter, and I think it's quite, I think it's a good forecast. I could see in a couple of weeks time, the Twitter timeline still existing, but half of them are with, carrying their pitchforks, calling for heads and, They've, they've withdrawn all their money there, 5, 10, 15% of what it was initially. And then there'll be half who are still holding on saying, guys, maybe take it easy because we're still going to hold out. Is that something that could end up transpiring? Uh, potentially, yeah. I um, think so. Yeah, that exactly. could definitely happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thanks for the call, big man. Cool. Cheers, guys. All the best. Thanks, mate. Take Cheers, care. Mate. Okay, let's go to this person, or random number. Hello? Hello? Mute, I believe. You're on mute. Hello? 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 Who have we got on the line? Hello. This is Old Man FI. How are you? Oh, hello, mate. How are you? I'm um, well. We've seen better days, haven't we? We have. We have. We have. What's, so, uh, what's on your mind at the moment, mate? So I've got three things that I want to touch on, and I'll be really quick and try and not take up too much time. No, no, um, time. The first one that I want to touch on is the leadership qualities of Bowen, Adam, and, and the others. I think there's been a complete lack of accountability throughout, a lack of transparency, a lack of honesty, integrity, humility. And these are the things that ultimately build trust. And I feel like they've missed every possible opportunity. There was still an opportunity to build trust mm. when they released those comms, uh, saying 80%, 75%, 80% reduction. He could have got on camera. You know, he was, he was happy to go on camera prior to that, regardless of the context, whether they knew or not. What was needed at that point was genuine leadership, a genuine message, a heartfelt message. You know, get on camera, look the customers in the eye, and tell them we've made mistakes. We apologize. Tell the story. We've never tell, tell, tell the real yeah, story. Tell the story. Spot on, ASP. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sorry, Give sorry the context. But, sorry to interrupt, but I can't. I just have to applaud you because what you're saying is exceptional. It's just exceptional. You're absolutely right. And, and it's unbelievable because you know if you come out and say, listen. We're in the same boat as you. This is going to hurt. It's going to hurt all of us. Let's get through this together. We're, we're in it with you. We will work through this. We're, mm. we're going to look to increase divs next mm. year. We'll review it. But right now, we're suffering, and it's about survival, and it's going to be a hard time for all of us. That's a very different message. It's going to be received very, very differently. Um, and But what we got was, in personal comms, mm. didn't ha- – I mean – I, I nearly swore then the coward wouldn't get on camera mm. and, and, and even address the customer base. Um, and they have the absolute audacity to put a bit 
in the um, a, a full section in the comms about trolling. Mm. I, I'm having to hold my tongue here because honestly, I'm I'm close to swearing. The combination of this, the way that that was packaged, and the way that everything's been packaged all the way through, disingenuous, lack of transparency, even to Cedar's investors as well. Went in combination with the impact that it's had on the community and traders, it's absolutely disgusting and despicable. It's unbelievable. It's, well, Adam they, White, they they've have got their salaries and wages, haven't they? They've got their money. They take. We don't know what the Oakvale Capital was for last year. It's that's what it is. It's appeared on a selfie stick two and a half weeks ago, saying, "Guys, I think I think we need a little chat." You know what we're going to want to talk about? Nasdaq liquidity. In that statement, there was no mention of dividends and the potential and the losses. Unbelievable. All they've been feeding CS, and I don't blame those staff members. And I think we need to. No, be I feel bad for them actually. When we talk to CS or account managers, because they'd have been the last to know and in the dark about this, and we need to treat them with respect. But they've published the messaging that we're in a very strong financial position. We don't intend to decrease dividends as late as the end of Feb. And as you say, Mike pops up as a leader, a CEO on camera and says, we're going to talk some big ticket items, never appears again, delays by week at 5.39 and then puts out that comms. And what's worse for me is on Saturday when he put out the extra piece of comms, that was from FIHQ. That wasn't from Mike. He wasn't putting his name to that. Coward. I agree. And, and you know, you can't put comms out like, hey, we're taking over. We've never been in a stronger financial position. What has changed in yeah. two and a half months? Yeah. What has changed? Explain it. Wait. Get on camera it, and I explain I, yeah. it. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, it's a challenging time. Stand up. You're a leader. You're a leader of this emerging platform where a lot of people have got a lot invested in it. Not just financially, but emotionally former, as well. CEO sat there on camera and said, all you've got to do is beat the APR of a credit card. I mean, that's out there. But but, so, and what's point two and three, old man? So second one, I just want to say, I want to ignore the very slight minority of negative tweets and things that we've seen, which are, you know, some of them are are, just unacceptable. Aside from that, I just want to say that this community over the last couple of days have put, I've seen people who have never agreed, put differences aside, absolutely unparalleled support on the Discord, on Twitter timeline. It's, I mean, I've been embarrassed to be part of this community at times, and and right now all I can say is that I'm extremely proud of everyone. Extremely proud. It's it's been Mm. unbelievable, the amount of support that's been offered out. Mm. Mm. It really is. And the last one one is just to say thank you, you know, and, and... you know, I'll address you guys at the end, but thank you to the community. Thank you to the guys who I'm in a WhatsApp with, um, you know, Greels, Perry, um, Fenners and those guys, Barbara and Greeky. They, they've all they've all been amazing. The guys on Twitter I'm in a group with. The Discord has been absolutely invaluable both prior to this and after this. Um, but I just want to say personally, thank you to, to you two because... I, I've been through some of the roughest times of my life in the last few years, and this podcast has been the every step of the way getting me through it. Um, I, ca- I can't thank you enough. It's it's unbelievable. So, yeah, very kind. Oh man, it's uh, yeah, but it won't be the end. And we've spoken off air, and uh, we'll continue to. And um, as I say, no one feels worse than I do right now, and especially for the community who that's the reason we did this podcast. So, um, yeah, take care and. Uh, yeah, thanks for the call. Thanks so much for calling in, mate. Take care, lads. Take care, mate. Thank you so much.
Can you just pick up something he the first thing he said, which sure. just I think it's absolutely again shows how unbelievable, even in this moment, how things I think still could have been even slightly different in terms of I was just thinking back and if hit the t- if if again if Mike had actually just come out and said, like we said, tell the story of the last six months and be a leader and make us feel like we're all in this together and just say mm. for example if he had just said in, in other words it's been a fucking nightmare the last six months i've come mm. in mm. i've been fighting fires everywhere mm. we've been leaking money paying out these dividends we mm. should have maybe done this before but basically i the, the the most important thing for me is to give this platform over the next you know months years etc the best chance of just survival so essentially in order to do that we have to reduce dividends so low to the extent that it basically puts it in suspension mm. while we have time mm. to get our house in order, um, you know, get some stability. Obviously, there would, there would have been an initial period of massive upheaval, but get to a point where there is a level of stability and the operation is able to just breathe and hopefully then be able to, to move forward from there. And obviously, I appreciate this is a huge blow but I'm committed to whenever is possible. If in the future the business turns around, to to increasing dividends, I feel like obviously that would have been horrendous. But I feel like that's still totally different. Do you feel the it same? Go, it goes back to what we were saying, right? It's, it's just as much how you do things as what you do. And football index are really bad at how they do things, and they've proven it. Like taking us for a ride, really, haven't they? Let's 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 get on to another call because um, I want to hear more views. I want to hear more people. Uh, here we go. Hello. Hello. You are on mute. Come on. Three. Come on. Come on. One. Let's, let's give him time. Hello. Can you hear us? Right, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, oh, they won't be able to rejoin. Put in waiting room. Ah, okay. I can do that. That's good. Cool. Next person. Hello. Uh, if you're, yeah. if, uh, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Evening, gents. You all right? Yes, all good. How are you doing, mate? Who, who are you speaking to? Uh, it's uh, it's Martin Greeler. Oh, um, hello, mate. How are you? Hiya. Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, how are you, fellas? Yeah, as you can expect. But listen, uh, where are we? Where, where you think? I mean, you you've come. You're from a strong financial background. You've done some work on the modelling. You've had thoughts about IPDs, etc. You were a star on the podcast with Fig. Um, yeah, what? Where do we go? Yeah, look, I think um, yeah, one of the questions that you guys asked um, mm. is kind of kind of where the cash has gone, um, and and how when they set the dividend like you know they had if they had the dividend reserve and the three years of of uh, dividend liabilities, kind of what's happened to that, um, and I've got an, I've got my own uh, thoughts on that, and so you know, happy to happy to share them. Yeah. Um. So in in August, um, when they when they put the hundred percent div increase in place. Yeah, they told they told us they wanted to pay out um, a twenty percent yield um, is what they were targeting, mm. um, and the market cap was probably around one hundred and thirty percent at the time, um, and so you know that would put 
the dividend pot for the year at 26 million and therefore would put um, the whole reserve at 78 million. Mm. Um, you know, it, 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 based upon what they've told us and assuming they have that cash in that reserve. Um, essentially, that, and, I, and I, I do believe that pot was there. I might be wrong, and, and all of this, this could be wrong, but this, you know, this is what I think. Um, essentially, on a, daily, on a daily basis, if you've always got to keep three years in there, they're dipping into that pot and they're paying out and they've got, they didn't have enough new money to top up that reserve. Um, and so, you know, that was probably fine for a short term. Um, but at some, at some point, you know, people just started asking questions, look, this is your dividend structure. How are you, how are you funding it? Your three years of, of dividend liabilities are no longer there. Um, and so I think it was there and I think essentially it's dwindled. Um, looking at, um, their minting revenues have been fairly, fairly minimal. Um, so largely speaking, kind of, I've, I've ignored them. If you look at their trading volumes across the four-month period from 23rd of October to the 21st of February, because that's the data that I'd looked at when I, when I looked at this a few weeks ago, um, if you assume they took 4% on everything, um, they'd have taken 4.4 million um, in commissions. Um, uh, and obviously, they wouldn't have taken 4% on everything. So that, that number's high in the first place. Um, then, you, on the basis that uh, some of the dividend numbers, they were paying out around about $2 million a month. Um, and on that basis, uh, you know, that ties in with the 20, 24 to $26 million, And I've seen more than one account put those sort of numbers out. So I've got no reason to believe that that wasn't true. And so across the same period, um, you've got 4.4 million of commissions coming in, very little minting revenue, and you've got um, 8 million of dividends going out the window. And that, all, of the, all of that excludes IPDs, because you know, that, that, was, that was core divs, um, I believe, that, you know, those, those dividend numbers. Um, and, it, and that in itself is you know, a £3.8 million pound hole um, in, in that period. Um, they told us that I five times IPDs, um, they paid out, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I believe it was 2 million to 2.5 million on five times IPDs. Um, don't know if you guys, either any of you guys remember that uh, any differently, but that's what I, I believe. Um, but, you know, assuming that's the case, uh, if it was 2 million, um, you know, simply put, divide that, by, um, divide that by five, and on a monthly basis, they were paying out another... 400 grand um, on IPDs um, at, at, at 2p, 2p and IPD. And then you've got, uh, you know, just assuming that over the same 14 uh, week period, um, you've got, um, you know, that, that's another 5.6 million. Um, the 14 week period is obviously shorter than um, the whole four months, uh, October to Feb, because they, they stopped paying out. Um, but that makes their total losses uh, on on those numbers, excluding um, operating costs like overheads um, and uh, mark, you know, marketing costs, you can put you know, that would make their total losses approximately sort of nine point four million, um, and that also assumes that they were only paying out four hundred grand on IPDs, and they were probably paying out more because of the increased refreshment that was going on during that period. So you can suddenly see that in a four month period. Um, they'd managed to lose a significant chunk of cash. 
um, it just in that period. Then why have they had to do this? Um, it's my belief, and it might be a misguided belief, but they've they've trim, chopped chopped dividends anywhere between seventy and eighty percent. Um, and so, if it's twenty four million a year, it's now between four point eight and seven point two million a year. Uh, and suddenly, that gives them a lot more wriggle room. Um, I would like to think, and perhaps perhaps I'm being optimistic, but I'd like to think that if you're sat down and you're working out a recovery plan and you're making these drastic changes, you're not just thinking, oh, let's keep the lights on for another light for another nine months. Um, they've got, you know, as a minimum, they've got to be thinking that this business can run for the next year at these uh, cost levels. Um, and ideally, they've put together a three-year business plan. That, that's hold on, hold on, Martin. Hold, like on. To think. hold on, because... Why would they not have three years worth of dividend liabilities on the books before? Why do they have to now bend over and change it to now rink fence the, the any money that they've got left into three years worth of dividends for, for the you know for the, the rest of this? Yeah, no, no so, so I think they did. Um, but they you know across, if you take my numbers across the course of uh, you know four months, they've paid out because it's on a um, rolling basis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so makes sense. It, 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 makes sense. Yeah. So they always have to top back up to, um, you know, that sort of twenty, you know, uh, seventy-two um, to seventy-eight million, um, twenty-four to twenty-six million on a three-year basis. So they okay. had the money. So, so, so in theory, that cash is still there. Yes, it's dwindled, um, but you know, if it was, say, say it was seventy-two million, and they've uh, run at a deficit on those of of ten million. Um, other operating costs in a four-month period. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think. I think. I think the problem. Is, I think there's a serious. Although those numbers have got some credibility to them, I think there's a big danger they come in tomorrow and have a look at the impact of what happened Friday and the yeah. outrageous weekend. Have a look at trading numbers and realize this isn't this isn't a workable business moving forward. And things could be wrapped up very quickly. I don't think it will be, but like. This is extremely severe what's happened here. And I think this is a small money game for a long time moving forward. I, I kept saying it, the, and I asked Mike the question, although we were still waiting for the Q&A, the regulatory landscape in the gambling world has massively changed. I'm getting hit badly with EDDs across my other platforms. Um, obviously, I spoke last week about the Gambling Act uh, revision, which is out of date now, 2005, not fit for purpose for online gambling. This will put even more scrutiny uh, and a microscope on the gambling industry and getting money into this platform now when you've burnt through this user base how many active users are there left in the uk now i mean none no one here that's been burnt is going to put money in again with this leadership team so then you need a whole new user base you're going to have struggles with edd getting it in i just think that if we zoom out they're the bigger problems here trust uh, the landscape we're in you can't get overseas you know, in Germany, you can Google it. I think you're allowed 1,000 net deposits a month. How much of a pipe dream that is, I don't know. And they've got direct competition now. I mean, let's let's not pretend that So Red doesn't exist. And on the twin, when Gary Vaynerchuk bought the Jao Felix card on that Sunday night, it sent shockwaves through the community. Think ASP about the penetration of that one tweet, one tweet from that US investor, how much traction that caught. And I know for a fact, loads of people that have been... Um, 
uh, what's the word, uh, faithful to Football Index, last Sunday with their Sancho dividends, they withdrew it. And I think that's a key part of this business model that's been completely busted up. Well, part, part of the thing that I thought was was uh, the reason that they were minting below all time I was that they were confident in people re, uh, recycling their dividends. Uh, but clearly not. They were just doing it to, to raise some more money, right? Uh, but just to get some cash in a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I agree with everything you've uh, you've said there, um, Panda. My next question, but yeah, if I was, um, got to be quick because we've got so many to get yeah. through. Go ahead, Mark. If, if I was meeting Football Index, my question would be: Right, okay, you've set this side money. Let's say they've set this money aside, and the business can run um, with no revenues for argument's sake for two yep. to three years. Yeah. Um, how do you generate the fifteen, ten to fifteen million of new revenues that you need to cover your costs on a yearly basis? You know, how are you going to do that when Prices are, are less than a pound. Who are you? Who you, are you going to sell the fifteen on. million of you're, you're shares not, on? I don't see how you can ASP. Do you? Well, I think. I mean, a few people have uh, sold already, so I think there'll be. And I don't know what's going to happen with expiry, but to be honest, that's where again I've always said it. I that's where I see eventually venture capital, basically. Yeah. Um, the firm I worked at, which was it was fucking shocking in the end. They raised ten million pounds, and um, it's basically just back to what Football Index did a couple of years ago. Like it's a mm. small, oper- smaller yeah. operation, mm. uh, but the difference is again not being able to positive. It's a working operation now with almost a final product and things in place. So basically, it's someone comes in and they buy it, and they've got a pool of capital that can sustain it. And they just, you just, it's the same thing. It's a, it's a new name. Uh, you go after more customers, probably you know, probably not a lot of the ones that have left from here, and you you give it a go. That's that's. I think that's it would have to be a whole new world, though. Do you know what I mean, mate? About the the stakes. I think. The yeah, days I, look, it, it would be slow going. Sums of, yeah, the days of people putting in large sums of money and placing large bets, I'm just not sure. That's a long time away now, because mm. the next people are going to have to be very accurate with the lines they set. Um, just seeing Emerson yeah. Yavi, who says it's in the Daily Mail. But Martin, thank you so much for your call. Yeah, cool. Cheers, gents. Uh, I just want to say, I think Football Index uh, are a bunch of cunts. um, And (laughs) the community has been fantastic this weekend. Uh, It's uh, been, you know, I think we've all pulled together. uh, And that's been fantastic. We have. We have. It has, mate. It has. Thanks so much for calling in, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye, mate. Bye. Sorry for any uh, children listening. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope no children are listening. Before the watershed. Right. You're on the line plus six if you're on the phone. Come on. Come on. Press six. Hello. Come on. Feels like I'm talking to a dog, which is really disrespectful, isn't it? I've been talking to one today downstairs. <laughs> Um. Uh. Right. We'll probably have to go to someone else. Okay. Star six. Apparently, you've got to press star six. Oh, star six. Star six. Hello, guys. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) How you all doing? Who have we got? Uh, It's Sigmund Freud. Sigmund, the meme king. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you guys keeping? yeah, difficult. I had a, spoke to the family this weekend and some friends about it and tried to unravel the last kind of year. Um, yeah, where do you stand with things as as things are? Um, 
thoughts about the last six months and then I guess anything moving forward, anything you've got to say, go. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought I'd just start by saying, um, mm. really well done guys for, um, fronting up tonight. I think, uh, what's really come through on the timeline for me is the really human side of things. Uh, I don't think the platform deserved either of you guys. Um, and it's just really nice that you're doing what you're doing tonight to, uh, just show that the community's there. So just, yeah, I just wanted to start with a quick thanks really to both of you. Thank you. Um, Cheers, mate. Uh, I think the main thing I kind of just wanted to touch on was, uh, having read through quite a lot of the comments on the timeline, uh, it's just the kind of concept of like the guilt that I think a lot of traders are feeling, um, mm. guilt if they've mm. lost their family money. Uh, I mm. saw one trader quite well put, uh, put it like the guilt of telling his daughter over the last year, like just a second, I'm just, checking something on my phone uh and kind of thinking was it all for and also the guilt of uh either recommending it um to family and friends or to other traders by being positive on the timeline um and i think those are all really kind of natural feelings but i really just hope people are kind of being kind on themselves and not feeling that way because i think ultimately however you put it um the decisions that were taken by the management have culminated in where we are and people weren't trading off imaginary statements like it was a consistent message that has been put out uh, repeatedly um and we took we took a company up face value um so i hope no one's feeling too much personal guilt because it's not a reflection on if you've been stupid or, or reckless necessarily it's um you know a lot of the responsibility lies at lies at fi so yeah i just kind of hope everyone out there isn't bottling it up uh, isn't not talking to anyone about it um, and isn't taking the blame too much on themselves really well it's, said it's really really well said yeah i was kind really of well taking said. it in myself because i mean uh, i'm sat here today and i'm you feel you feel foolish and you feel embarrassed to an extent um you know you do your due diligence on it there's a lot of intelligent people in the community that have believed in the product um haven't believed in management necessarily but believed in in the business model and um it, it's a hard look in the mirror today and um you know it's hard for me to understand and apportion blame for, to management versus even today i've had f- like for thoughts and feelings was this always destined to fail you know you have that thought i mean asp you're obviously i keep, I keep saying i don't need to keep introducing you what do you think have you had that thought today that could this ever work has it crossed your mind now that this was destined to fail from day one there were people uh, three years ago trading mm. Zlatan Ibrahimovic for 5p media and he got mm. to like six pounds. Mm. And mm. Um, I think that's just a small thing, but I genuinely think that we had got to the stage where we had secured a customer base who mm. loved the platform mm. and it had grown. Uh, we had built, managed to build the, 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 the tech capability or thought we were to a point where basically we were going to get what would allow this to then again i'm really sorry to bring this up but what would have been what would have allowed this then to scale considerably which was what it needed to survive which was trading volumes but that's the one that's the that's the thing that fell flat on its face and they then lost the historical aspect of uh minting and 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 a loyal customer base and higher revenue so it was really again i hate to say this but i genuinely felt like we were on the cusp of what this what I had been saying since day one and the vision that I had always had for this, which was mm. genuine tradable markets in footballers. But in order to do that, you had to be able to create the infrastructure, which is why they went through the whole NASDAQ thing, where you could actually trade 
footballers well enough. And I, I think genuinely, you know, with prices kept low enough and liquidity coming in underneath, it's easy to say this now, but six months ago, we were, we were, all, we were all licking our lips at that. You know, when the order book was coming out, well, we were all over it. Yeah, absolutely. And I to mean, be fair... Sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry. So, so I was just going to say, to be fair, I think order books, you know, you look back and you kind of go, I don't think it was destined to fail in the sense of, yes, the market cap was small, but if they had done what they said, so, I mean, you look back and you go, we entered order books blind without even being able to see two rungs of depth. And we entered order books, promised that we were going to get market makers. And I think and a key one for me is we were promised that the timeline who weren't used to that sort of system was mm. going to be educated um, yeah. and that tutorials yeah. were going to be I mean, given. The most, the most we got was a, was a video from me, right? Which is, is a disgrace. Right. Uh, it's an absolute disgrace. Uh, no, you are. The, the, your, your video wasn't a disgrace, but yeah. I sat, you've probably heard it on the show. I've said it before. I sat there in a trader panel in November 2019, it would have been, and we knew order books were coming. We knew NASDAQ were coming. And Kieran said to me, we understand the impact of order books and we will make sure there's educational material. You can see depth. They'd leaked photos, hadn't they, of Mo Salah yeah. and how it would look. And so taking that face value, considering what we were handed over this slop fest, in August, which was unusable, or September, whenever it was, which was completely unusable, rudimental, not being able to edit bids, seeing no depth. I, I, just, I just can't, you know, it's hard to fathom that they served that up to us. Well, like, yeah. to this day, we don't know if that Black Sunday crash was literally one rung of depth that was so much lower than everything else that started it, if yeah. it was just literally a handful, or if it was a significant majority or minority significant minority who were nervous about their holds like we just don't know and so you just take it and you assume yeah yeah, so you kind of assume everyone's everyone's thinking the same as that most pessimistic person uh and i don't mind i think we should be able to see the lowest bid and you know that's fair enough but like when that was the only thing you could see you kind of go okay and then even then in terms of your question was it destined to fail like they had so many opportunities uh Mm. Mm. to turn it around. Uh, so I don't believe it was destined to fail. I think Black Sunday mm. could have been a start of, okay, this is what we need. Uh, mm. And they clearly went down a different route. Um, I think once they, once they start minting, having made decisions around reducing divs, then, then it becomes a different sort of question about incompetence versus, well, a, a conscious decision-making around mm. Mm. trying to get as much money as they can. So, yeah, I don't think it was destined to fail, um, but I don't want to really, yeah, use my two minutes to talk about blame. I just want to say, again, I hope no one's feeling, taking it too personally. It's no reflection on anyone's intelligence, character, um, judgment. And if anyone's struggling, uh, the best thing I've found is you've got to be speaking to people. Um, I just hope no one's bottling it up, um, blaming themselves. Absolutely. Thank Thanks so much. so much for calling us Thank in. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. And, and, and thanks again for doing the show. You, you're, you're both good eggs, so thanks, guys. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Uh, bye. <laughs> right, who have we got next? Hello. Press star six, if you can hear me, to unmute yourself. Star six. Come on. Hello. Hello. Oh, I know that brummy voice. All right, guys. How are you doing, mate? Uh, SOTD, uh, you know, 
we're a far cry away from uh, jovially, jovially drinking some beers at uh, Figfest 100, aren't we? It's a, a really dark weekend for Football Index. How are you feeling and how did you feel about uh, Friday onwards? I've been quite monged out by it, I think. <laughs> from like Wednesday, from when we heard, I was like, didn't really do anything till like yesterday night. Um, and yeah, just sort of, I've been out today. Um, not even really looked at my phone or whatever. But um, yeah, it's been quite uh, quite tough mentally, I think. Um, Have you watched any football? Of, I've not watched one minute of anything. No. No, I haven't. I watched um, Arsenal. It was horrible. <laughs> but, and, but, and, I mean, and, didn't even watch the Manchester derby today. No, yeah. I didn't. Uh, and, and the thing is, like, you've been a part of this, you know, from day one, and you've met these people, you've met the ball. Like, uh, I don't know, just where, where do you go from here? Like, what, what are the plans for people that might be thinking, you know, you're one of the biggest Twitter uh, vocal supporters of Football Index. You've been lied to. Um, I think along the way quite a bit as well as we all have we're all in the same boat together like, where do you go from here yourself? Uh, I think it's down to personal sir. I mean quite a lot of people have asked but just actually just to say well, one of the go reasons on. I rang up yeah. uh, so I sent a tweet out just like um, Friday saying oh, if anyone wants to have a chat or whatever it's obviously shit for everyone and it had some like, real nice messages off people. Um, mm. I just want to thank everyone for that, really, because that was uh, pretty pretty nice. And obviously just chatting to people I hadn't chatted to before as well. Just, you know, and it was um, it was decent. I've been doing that all weekend, actually. Mm. And, uh, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that, really. Thanks to everyone like, for mm. their participation and my enjoyment so far. Mm. <laughs> mm. Obviously, that's changed, but for me I, I don't know for me I just uh, I don't know it's it's difficult isn't it like I haven't done anything because I think mentally you need to just decide what you're going to do rather yeah. than and, and can, can I just anyway. add to that as well Lee like I don't think there's a wrong answer now there is a yeah, no wrong problem. answer in the in the sense that uh, you could sell and it could recover or uh, you could be right and you could sell and it, it goes to zero. But essentially, like, whatever you do now, I don't think you've, you've done anything wrong. Like, if you sell um, and it makes you less stressed out about it or whatever, then that's a win, no matter how much it's worth in the future. So, like, just, that's just what I wanted to say before I let you go on. Yeah, so I think, um, there's, yeah, there's no right or wrong or... I mean, there's never been a right or wrong, has there, really? No. Such. Well, obviously, you know, there's been certain points where been good to sell up all that but you don't expect to have certain promises and um things not to come to fruitation that were like promised and stated but i mean that's another story but in terms of yeah i just decided to leave it really uh, in terms of thought that was mentally best for me um but i can see why people might sell as well and mentally best for them that I suppose there is, there is also a halfway house, you know, sell a bit and keep a bit. Yeah, you don't have so to be all in all right out. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think like, you know, I don't know, really, I think survival is still possible, obviously. I mean, it'd be pretty bad to, they promise like a, you know, they've said that this is to make them sustainable. So in theory, you know, this should 
Um, keep on going for a, a long time, I would have thought. But, you know, I mean, I'm still interested in playing the game and that. I know other people might want it off their mind. Um, and I'm not trying to be like positive in any way, shape or form. But it was just my sort of way of thinking it through and thinking, yeah, well, I'll just stick around and see what happens. I get quite a bit of enjoyment from the community itself. It's not really just about the money for me. So I, I'll tell you something interestingly, and both of you and ASP, say, right, dropping dividends. I've said this on the show for a little while. Oh, Hello. yeah, yeah, you see, yeah. Hi, we, said, we said dropping Hi, dividends mate. a while ago would have been um, catastrophic because the message it sends, because no longer can you value a player over your, over the career. It ruins any type of valuation model and it cuts, oh, I don't know, chops off the company at its knees. But if they'd have dropped it by 20, 30%, how bad would it be right now, do you think? Do you think it would still be making press and people would still be giving up on them? Like, should they, like what I'm trying to say, I guess, in a, in a poor way of phrasing it, this hibernates it, and you may as well have gone drastic. Rather than cut by 20% now, another 50% in the summer, this is very much like drastic actions to sort the ship out. Is there anything in that? I totally agree. Yeah, maybe. If, you'd cut it, if you cut it by a little bit, it would have probably been a yeah. slow bleed to death. This basically stops everything in its tracks, because, again, obviously some people do, but most people just, a lot of people aren't going to sell these prices, so it's just kind of stuck now. Yeah, I don't think it could be much worse than what it is and I think there's probably a conscious effort in that for it to be pretty bad actually mm. um, where, where, to... where, where, do you, where do you even go like you need to turn up to the office tomorrow morning you're both far smarter than me where do you start to go to rebuild this company are you doing PB matrix are you doing are you thinking about bringing back instant sell are you uh, how where do you even begin with this mess I mean, it, I mean, we've, we've spoke about like. I mean, I think if a, a different management team took it up, it's got a better chance of survival, and I think people mm. would see that as uh, changing. It might change people's sentiment to sentiment towards it. I think um, you know that 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 would be a, a positive in many people's minds. Um, they have the dividend. The thing is, I, I, I just I know we don't want to sound, sound really optimistic, but just as a standalone. This dividend structure, when someone was posting today the winners and things, if this had been the dividend structure two years ago, I would have been saying, fuck me, this is awesome. Like it, We've streamlined mm-hmm. it. We got rid of tiers of the month. We got mm-hmm. rid of match day mm-hmm. extra. We got mm-hmm. one dividend structure. It covers so much of the market, multiple winners. And if you mm-hmm. scaled it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm saying historically, if this had been the case two years ago, if those payouts were nine, six, and three, you know, or even more, that's a great structure. And with an EPB matrix, like they're saying, that's the really annoying thing but but, but yeah it's the annoying thing isn't it but like people don't distrust the product they don't distrust the brand they distrust they distrust the people running it absolutely so so i do think and i agree with lee and and asp if someone came in and took it over they'd first and foremost have to do a lot of good pr work right as in in terms of the the nationwide press thing that's going on here and then they'd have to regain trust uh, trust for customers and then try to get new customers i think that all feels like a pipe dream to me at the moment i I think it's pretty far-fetched i think finding someone who wants to take a gamble on like that is gonna be tough especially with an impending recession etc etc but there might be some 
uh, private equity firm that is uh, is crazy enough to take it on. Um, I saw I saw one of the comments on. in the chat saying they won't admit liability. Mike won't because as soon as you do that, you know it's like if you get arrested by the police, you're not meant to admit anything, are you? Um, well, actually, that's, that's irrelevant. I shouldn't be. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like they they will be under advice and very careful with their words because they know the eyes of the world are on them. So we're mm. probably not going to get that apology uh, or that human behaviour. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why now I think. They've got to be very careful. So I, I see them seeing this through now for a while. You know, I mean, a lot of people are saying a football index will be dead in like a week or something. But you know, they're under the microscope now. Um, so I think, uh, and you know, the, the message has been this has been done for long term. The message uh, was Lee, they were cutting IPDs to get to Germany. How can you believe yeah, any message? Yeah. Come on, you no, can tell I know, me. I know, but we're... And, and, and look, and Yavi, yeah. Yavi on the comments is right. Under this management, the platform dies, and I'm the same. And I want to be totally transparent with people. I will be um, exiting the platform probably uh, in the short term whilst these people are in charge um, because, you know, that's just being transparent about things. I've got no interest in it. I'll go and do other things. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't want to be involved with people that have left such a sour taste uh, and kept me up at night. Uh, and it's not good for health, so that's just that's just me, though. Mm. Uh, Lee, thanks so much, mate. We'll uh, we'll we'll catch you soon. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Lee. Have a good See you later, mate. Bye. Cheers, lads. Bye, bye. Right, let's go next. I'm starving, man. I'm going to have to get a takeaway at this rate. I'm not going to have time. To I had a McFlurry before we started. I did. I, I heard you, my son. I heard yeah, you I got, eating it. I got him a, a burger Happy Meal and uh, had a McFlurry myself for energy levels hello you are on mute please unmute yourself hey mate can you hear me yes who have we got on the line noir oh hello noir x how are you doing, Hi, guys yeah i'm all good um i just wanted to quickly rattle through a couple of things that i think people need to know um one i've seen a bunch of stuff on the timeline about people saying they're not going to sign the t's and c's um, just you know, I spoke to customer services after the IPDs were cancelled, and their stance on not signing the T's and C's is that basically what happens is they lock your account, and then they look to instant sell your portfolio to the market at the earliest opportunity, and then they refund the amount that they generate from that. So, on the current instant sell prices, that would be pretty much catastrophic for people, and they could mm. do that themselves anyway. Mm. Um, so, I would I would urge you to clarify with customer services if that is still the case or or how it would play out rather than just letting it happen because um, i don't want anyone to be burned by that um the second thing is uh looking at where the the restructure is so if you actually run the numbers on the pb um mm. it effectively looks like it reduces fi's liability by about 10 percent. so they're still paying out nine percent of the value estimated looking at the figures but to the average trader we're getting about 10 percent of or or 10 to 20 percent of what we were which is why everything's tanked so they've absolutely kicked the user base in the nuts but they haven't really improved their viability as a product they're saving a buttload on media media is down to 20 percent of what it was so that they're making a good saving there but they're only saving about 10 percent on the pb figures um, from what I can see, of, of they're the not issue, paying that out on they're paying that out the profile on profile of the plan. Low share volume, um, right? So that's something to be aware Hang of. On, uh, sorry, no. Just the ASP made a good point. I was thinking the same. 
they're paying it out on players that don't have much uh, shareholding in them, though. Oh, hang on a sec, mate. Let me just so, move. Yeah, the, the, the pence, the, the pence value. I haven't looked at it, but the pence value might be altogether reasonably high. But most of the, a lot of the players that they're paying out on now just have very little ownership, so their actual numerical liability will will not be high. Surely, it it, it depends because, like I say, it's difficult to do the full data because I didn't get the uh, the depth on the like definitively. Messi's dividends are are shot. 80% yeah, lower, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but you have then got the chance that he might win on a day when he didn't normally win. So he might win it more regularly. Um, so I said the trade is getting shanked on this, but FI's liability, I, I'm not convinced that it's changing hugely on the PB side of things. Um, but if he won in a month. It, it definitely right? is. If there, are four, if there are four games in a month and he wins the top four, that's 3P each time. And even star, that's 555 five, five is 20. Currently, you've got fourteen and fourteen, which is twenty-eight. Yeah, right? yeah. That's one win. So that's just that's just way. That's, that's just the best player. That's the, that's the whole. That's the very very best PB player. So I don't. Yeah, think that's correct. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've got your your calculation slightly yeah. off, Noir. It, it, it's fine. I'm happy for other people to go and look at it. Um, the the other thing is that um, there's obviously a discrepancy between the dividend payouts and the commission they're earning because obviously the commission yeah. at the moment is is through the floor so they're only about 20 grand in commission today um they'll be paying out more than that in dividends um and uh, the last thing that really wound me up about the whole thing is that if you read their statements they knew about this in january so it was quite clear that they knew about this in january and the the steps that they have taken between now and january and the worst thing is the timing of it as well so they've waited until the green shoots of recovery where the market was actually stabilizing a bit and starting to to balance out so people that confidence was coming back we were starting to get stabilization and then they've done this which is just another hammer blow and all people are thinking now is all right in three months time what's the next thing they're going to do are they going to raise commission are they going to take away a different dividend are they going to suddenly make oh, gold days. yeah exactly um so uh, it, there's no trust in the management now the only way this thing goes forward is is, is the management has to step down it, it needs to be an open letter from the community to them saying look you, you can see it everywhere people believe in the product still they still love the product but the, the faith in anyone at the top is gone mm. absolutely just, gone. just completely nerfed media before the summer transfers occur they just ripped out, but the warning signs were there. Um, they took away instant sell overnight, blamed it on COVID, added goalkeepers to a market where, yes, goalkeepers were good, but the timing of that was always questionable. And we've always said that. Um, IPD at Thursday or Friday at three o'clock in the afternoon when people's bids were getting matched, they have done everything to cover their own backsides and even taking on equity or sorry, capital from Oakvale for the existing shareholders to make sure they've been paid. The CFO walks away Friday. How's he managed the books? Why is there no look, look investigation into him? I mean, this has been managed as a complete shit show. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, so that was yeah. it guys, but thanks for doing this. No, and, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. For, yeah. Thank you. Will you be sticking around on FI for just to ride it through with this? Just quickly. I mean, I, I'm so de-risked now that it's, it's not a problem for me because I cashed out oh. back in May, 2019 because right. order books scared the crap out of me. So right. I took my money and built a loft conversion. Um, oh, so, so you uh, can lie in the loft now and just, yeah. Listen to the uh, so, um, but no, so I've got about 1500 quid left in there, which is now okay. worth, you know, 150 quid or whatever it is, but it's okay. not, 
a risk to me, but I feel for okay. everyone that's in a worse set situation. Cheers, Noah. Cheers, Thanks guys. Thanks so much, Have mate. Appreciate you calling in. Right, let's... Uh, oh, God, I'm so hungry. Fucking hell. Can't you just have a cracker and some cheese or something? <laughs> Hello? 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 You're on mute. Unmute yourself. Why can't I unmute you for... Hello? Hello? Hello. How, who have we got? Hi. It's Futures. Oh, hello, mate. Thank you so, so much for calling again. No, no worries. No worries. How are you, how you guys? Okay? Yeah. Right. Sad time to, to hear from you again. Last time there was some optimism and I forget what we were discussing, which tells me the call can't have been that memorable, unfortunately. But I did like it last <laughs> time. <laughs> um, Thanks, Pam. Yeah. No, a dismal weekend, isn't it? It's uh, hitting home today, I think. So. It, it, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's... It's a real hammer blow, isn't it? I mean, first of all, I want to just echo what old man FI and Sigmund have said about the um, uh, the community. I, I think they've been absolutely sensational, uh, you know, looking out for everybody and trying to support each other. And um, I think they were great words there, and I, I echo that completely. Mm. Um, I think, I mean, looking at looking at what they've done. I mean, we've used the word insane yields. Uh, quite a few times, haven't we? Um, yeah. Even on a, you know, we're we're working it out over three years, let alone a career. If yeah. you can, if you can kind of, um, you know, flip it. I mean, the example I gave is um, I picked up, um, I think, six hundred and fifty um, Pogba, and he's. Um, I paid um, two pound ninety three, so it cost me it cost me just under two grand. I've received four thousand seven hundred ninety in dividends, so we we knew that that was never ever going to be sustainable. Um, and I looked at trading amounts back in September, and it, the the average trading amounts was about a million pounds a day uh, of sales, which was obviously generating you know commission. Um, it peaked in October. I think there was a day where there was three million in sales. Um, but in the last few days, it's down to about a hundred thousand pounds. So clearly, something had to change. Um, and I don't think any of us really expected the yields to continue as they were, based on the trading volumes and things. But I think Panda, as you said it, it's not, or one of you said it, it's not what you do. It's the way that you actually do it. And I think that's the biggest problem here. Um, one of the things that really raised my eyebrows was their comments yesterday about um, they were going to do a Q&A. And then once they realised that things weren't quite, you know, the KPIs weren't being hit, they decided not to. Well, that says to me they're either lying or they forecast ahead two weeks, which, mm. you know, mm. e- either way to me is, is, is unfathomable on a product of this size. Um, but, um, you know, after the, after the shit show, I, I want to, if possible, bring a little bit of positivity. Um, I was expecting a much, much lower prices, um, on Saturday morning and pretty much no trading at all. Um, so my question really is, is who is buying these shares? You know, today we've had over 70,000 pounds worth of buyers, and because the share prices are so low, that is a massive amount of shares. So my question is, is it traders buying um, or, if it, or is it FI? And if it is FI, which we seem to believe it is, then what's their rationale behind it? You know, what, what, what are you it's, guys It's a disgrace, isn't it? It's a disgrace. 
for them to be well, perverse. The perverse thing is that it, it, they very quickly, as they do this, improve their financial situation by extinguishing yeah. their liabilities. Oh, and, 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 and that's the perverse thing is that actually very quickly, not very quickly, but immediately their financial position starts to look better. Because we, we, yeah. we look at the most what, shares in circulation, Jaden Sancho, 922,000 issued yep. at various prices, issued at £7 recently, when we all thought they're mad issuing at £7. You know, he's going to do that and more. Um, obviously, they knew dividends were being cut in a couple of weeks, which was going to render his value now, I calculate it, even if he has an outstanding career, to maybe £4.50, fiver. So they're making money hand over fist. I mean, it, it's, it feels like something very immoral to me. Um, but as ASP said, in cold, hard business lenses on, this is helping their position exponentially. I mean, I yeah, speak with loads and loads of traders. No one is buying these players. So when I look at the stats on the website now, let's have a quick look. As you yeah. say, I think uh, it's just over £70,000 worth of buys today. I thought it was more. It says it's value. Trades two million yeah, trades matched. Oh, shares matched two million. Yeah, yeah. So that's two million I mean, shares bought, I believe, the majority of those yeah. by FI, which therefore then reduce their liability that they have to ring fence and protect against. They've sold these bets for far more than they're buying them back for. When the market yeah. was at, when, when when the market was at six, seven pounds, they probably couldn't afford to set walls up because if there was a run on the market mm. and everyone sold, they run out of money. Like when you go to a bank ATM and the same thing happens, they wouldn't have enough cash to pay out. At these levels, mm. 60, 70 P. Even they've probably got enough coffers to buy all these back. So well, well that's FI, I believe futures. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was as well. I mean, I've just looked here and it's seventy two thousand four hundred pounds worth of shares. You know, right. which is a lot of money. So, but I, what I was really wanting to do is I really wanted to push it a stage further. So, right, yes, I, I agree with you. Yes, they're buying them back to reduce their liability. So, you know, um, they're, they're taking those shares out of the market, as it were. But my my kind of point i was interested on your thoughts and and you know you guys know this much better than i do is what for, for, to, yes they're, they're reducing their liability but but why what's their purpose are they looking to make themselves more attractive for a takeover are they looking to make themselves more financially stable you know what what do you think is their purpose for doing it their main purpose rather I than the effect i think it's uh i think it's i think the main purpose is both of the things you said i think basically the combination of you know, if you think, for example, that, that pot that I can't remember, was it Ben mentioned, you know, pots of money in relation to dividend liabilities, these 2 million shares, you know, whoever they're attributable, attributable to, that pot now gets freed up, which allows them to fund whatever other business cost salaries for that bit much longer, whether that's a lot or a little mm. by the by. But simultaneously, what this does is that shows that they can fund their business for longer. Their liabilities as a business are smaller. So again, if one was, and people have different views as to the likelihood, whether that's 0% or 50% or 100%, it's both, I think. Because I think realistically, I think they, well, I can't read their minds, but I think they should probably know that this has to, that that's something that they may need to fall back on if this is going to survive in a long term, even though they probably think they can do it on their own. So I think it's both. I think it's for their own sustainability and for potentially just making this look attractive to finance. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I say, I was 
surprised to see so many sort of, uh, you know, offers, uh, sorry, or, you know, bids and offers available because I was expecting a completely dry market. I, I you know, almost like um, it's, you know, kind of almost seized up. And um, yes, yeah, at yeah. least it gave people, at least it gave some people an out, albeit at vastly reduced amounts, because there was, as I say, there was lots of buyers going through. And, and I, like you, agree that it probably was FI. Um, and I, I, wanted, I just couldn't work out. Well, I, as I said, I knew why they were doing it to, to, you know, to reduce their liability. But I was, I was interested in what your thoughts were as to as to what the purpose was to reduce their liability, if, if that kind of makes sense. But uh, just to keep the lights on, to try and reset yeah. the product, to buy themselves time to create a world class product, or to make them mm. more attractive to um, to outside buyers. You know, they take mm. they swallow the poison pill, get the bad news out of the way. A new company comes in, seen as saviors, tweaks the dividends up you know, a micro fraction gets a bit of positive goodwill behind it and they go again. Hard to read their minds, but ultimately well, that, to, to keep the lights on. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Hard to read their minds. I mean, even even things that we're told aren't true. So um, it's no. very difficult to sort of trade in those. I think I said on the pod when I came on a few weeks back, I'm absolutely sick to death of trading FI announcements. You oh, know, if, it's, if it's, I, if it's, I try- it's exhausting, isn't it? I mean, the th- thing is futures. I mean, I think if one of these instances went wrong like let's say right they said media monitors are going to be in built ready to go for the start of this season i.e the season underway if they missed that deadline you'd say well COVID. you'd find excuses for them we have yeah. found excuses and almost have been like well actually can't go down that path but we've suffered and we've been apologists for them and we've backed them to the hill and mm, yeah. they have missed deadline after deadline after deadline. And now you have to look at it through a very negative set of lenses. Rather than give them the benefit of the doubt, they don't deserve that. It now looks like mm. malicious lies. And that's my issue with it. And that's why I'll be... Well, I was going to say there, Pandy, I think you're giving them too much credit. You're saying missing deadlines. I mean, some deadlines have never even been attempted, haven't they? They haven't just missed them. They've completely I think, not... I don't think they'd honestly started the media monitor by October when they released the comms saying... We're in the beta stages. We're trialing it. They can't have even started it realistically because we're now towards March. I don't think, in my opinion, I think I'm being kind by saying missed deadlines here and there. Um, there's just too many red flags and missteps along the way now. But this group at oh. the top. Oh. Mm. Inter- I really appreciate you. Come- oh, let's go. Go on, go on. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say. That was, I thought that was no, a No, no, no. I just... I just <laughs> I'd just summarise with the fact, you know, they got rid of IPDs and it was a, it was a, a very bitter pill to swallow. And then there was a gap between a, a slight positive. Uh, I think the previous caller said, you know, w- what would happen with a, you know, a fifty percent decrease, a thirty percent decrease, and yeah, it'll be just down, down, down. I think they've given us a, an absolute whammy on the basis that maybe in the in the not too distant future there could be an option to realise that, you know, they they have gone the wrong way. But you know, as I say, I, I hold out in hope. I'm I'm uncomfortable in um, yeah. ig- ignoring the. Um, ignoring it or leaving it and um if it all comes comes back then fantastic because it is a great community and uh, and i'll just finish by saying thanks for you know you do um fig and also you panda you know football index just don't deserve people like you guys so um you know thank you, thanks really for all you're doing. thank you so much for calling in mate no worries you take care and uh keep chins up on you yeah <laughs> thank you. Try. take care mate. all right fellas i nearly removed panda there that would have been bad <laughs> My time's almost coming in for an end. We're in the final final lap now for people as we, we bid farewell, which will be a sad moment. <clears throat> Hello. You're on mute. Is it star six? Is it me? <gasps> You're looking for... 
Okay, okay, it was. I was listening uh, to the stream, lads. Lads, first things first. I made mediocre, mediocre football index content for about two years, and it took this to have me on a podcast and for Panda to follow me. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Do you know what? I started talking to Vespasian as well recently. No, you didn't. I need photo evidence of that. Listen, he's on the chat. I, I thought you wrote a good article and got begrudging, like, say, look, fair, fair play. You wrote a good article. And when you see that, got to give credit. But uh, John's right. Yeah, it took... Uh, it took wipeout of family savings to uh, to break through, but here we are. How are you doing, John? I'm good. I'm good. What's I'm happening with much, much mentally with football index? Like, I don't know. Where, where are you? Well, you see, I, I'm bringing more as a case of, I suppose, the beauty of the community more than yeah. I've said enough on football index. I've said enough on that over the over the time. Mm, mm. I gave up my pod about a week ago. Um, just been let down time and time and time again. I mm. think. Whenever IPOs happen in December, I said it screams of screams of needing money. And, you know, I think we were all kind of in denial. I think removing IPD screamed of it as well. And I think the delay in the Q&A, the way the company have conducted themselves, I was very vocal about a call I had with one of their staff um, back in about November. Mm. As a company, I just couldn't relate to them anymore. And it almost mm. made, like, whenever I'd, I'd talk to one of them face-to-face and, and everything that came after that, I find it hard. I find it hard to stay engaged, even though I loved the concept. I hated the company, and I think that's where mm. we all are. And I think that's why I, I said on a noir stream, "Fair play to him and fair play to you guys." The last three nights, there's been a stream and an outlet for people. But something I said in his stream is for me, and some people disagree with this, but for me, football index as a brand is dead. The concept could go on with someone mm. else mm. but the way they've conducted themselves is crazy john i'm, I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you I, i'm oh, sitting God. here and i'm thinking to myself like i'm looking in the mirror today and something you say is quite poignant i'm i'm, I'm wondering if it was always dest- like destined to fail and why the ipo situation you've said at the time you said is this a cash grab and i was certainly someone that just didn't agree with that didn't see it because i'm thinking they must know when they release these players, barring, say, Ahmad uh, United, there's going to be no demand for them. They're bringing in 10, 12 grand. No, it's not enough to pay the electricity mm. bill for six months. And I was thinking, like, well, was it just desperation looking Was it just desperation looking back? Yeah, but that's what I'm wondering, like, John. Was it just, just pure desperation and panic at that stage for them, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was... <laughs> It was one of those, it's like when it smells like fish and it looks like a fish, or well, there's some say in there, I always butcher mm. saying. It's Tom Salmon. Uh, if it looks, <laughs> if it, it's Tom <laughs> Salmon. Yeah. If it, it looks like a duck and, what is it? It acts like a dog, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was one of those, like, I think <laughs> there, there's always been that, that sort of hesitancy. And there's always, mm. there's always been that side of the community. Oh, and I've said it, you know, there's, there's faceless accounts out there. Responsibility, mm. <laughs> and whenever something bad happens, the only move is to bang the drum. The, yeah. the only move is to bang the drum. You've no accountability. You have mm. to bang the drum. Do you know, you've got a, an exposure in this in this platform, and it's what everyone mm. did. So, do you know, I I feel me. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but I knew whenever the IPOs happened, mm. anyone with a head on their shoulders in the community could have said, "This will piss people off. There will be backlash." Mm. Yeah. Mm. And and at that time sentiment was pretty negative i think there was a bit of a dip mid mid december and it was like why would they risk the social media shitstorm they must mm. need the cash but it was mm. i suppose they were just it was 
we were all hoodwinked. That's the bottom yeah. line. Do you know, yeah. there were mm. so much other shit been told to us and so much other positivity that you can yeah. put that stuff to the side. But bottom line is, as a community and as a group of brilliant people, we've all been fucking deceived and, mm. and read up the arse massively. Massively. And, massively. Um, it's sickening, and I really do hope they're brought to justice. I, I really do. But I, th- I think why I called in, because it was kind of, I was listening in, playing a bit of FIFA, and uh, I wrote in the comments because someone said they were on my stream, whatever, and I was just saying fair play mm. for tonight. Because like Noir X as well put in two massive shifts the last two nights. And yeah, yeah, I saw last on, night. On Friday and um, today, and I sort of thought, look, enough of the playground shit. I'm going to call the lads. Um, mm. I, I don't have much to say. And I think I, I feel almost imposter syndrome, even though I made content for so long. I time I exit strangely purpose or perfectly. It's like it's better to be lucky than good. I just got fucking sick of it a week ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any? Is there oh, anything, sorry. John? Like, I'm trying to think. Right, you turn up to work tomorrow morning. These, Mike, where does he even begin with this? Is there anything he can offer you that makes John Nellis come back and put anything into Football Index and maybe even think about content again? Or as long as those people are in charge that have hoodwinked us all and rode us. Is it dead to you? Oh, it's dead. Mike Bowen, dead. It's dead to me. It's nothing dead. they can do now. No. <sighs> what, what? Honestly, there's nothing they can actually physically do. There's nothing possible that they can do. There's definitely mm. things that could be done. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Give mm. us massive financial incentives and securities and promises and this is and that's and whatever's, but that that's not going to happen. They're fucked. Um, you know, there's always place for forgiveness in everything in life. And so you can't say there's nothing, but I think at this stage, there's nothing FI can actually do to give people, you know, the, the other thing is it's these gray lines, you know, calling us traders the whole time. It's a gambling mm. platform. There's a very gray line between gambling and investing, as we all know, you know, yeah. Wall yeah. Street's white collar gambling and, and so on and so forth. But I think so many people were hoodwinked into actually sticking life savings in mm. because they generally justified it to themselves as problem gamblers, probably not exercising risk management. There's so many people who've put the house deposit in. I well, was I said, guilty of that. I had I, too much money in at one stage. I said, uh, I said earlier, John, uh, there's a video of Adam from years ago knocking him out on Facebook. People can try and find it if they dig it. Have you seen this one where he's sitting there with Mike and saying all you need to do is beat the APR of debt or a credit card, you know, and sort of joking about how great it is. And it's got, like they've, they're playing with people's savings and money and they've paid a lot of money to manage that carefully. And there's been a complete breakdown and uh it's 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 tragic it's just the arrogance really for me like the one thing i take away from football index as the people behind the brand right like i just think it's so arrogant like, I, I said it at the beginning of the stream to, to asp and, and panda i don't know if you're listening john but i basically said like most uh successful ceos or, or founders that i've met you know humility oh bell scored again fuck's sake humility is the the one underlying thing that that uh is the common denominator with them and I'm, I'm sure you've you've had chats with them when you've spoken to them just none of that comes across like the lack of humility that they've got as a as a as a people behind the organization staggers me like uh consistently uh, and it's disgusting really I just, mm-hmm. I've just got a message while you're on the line. You can listen to it. ASP. Just someone's just asked me in one of my private chats, ask ASP because he will know what are the next three key, even if we only give it a 10 to 15% chance of making it, but what are the three things that you would do if you were in charge? Say they appointed you CEO. What three things are you going to nail in the next three months? I mentioned to this, I mentioned this to someone earlier, the mood changes instantly, not from, what it currently is to you know blind optimism but it just shifts that little bit from i think pitchforks now to 
okay, what's going on here? If they have uh, a new, uh, ex- you know, from outside, new external people come in and, re- and, and, and replace uh, Mike and Adam or, or, or come in with a view to transitioning over, that, that doesn't, again, that doesn't change anything necessarily, but just these small things, if that happened and, we, and, and all the people that have the pitchforks out knew that they were go- gone or going, Again, it, it just I think it just slows down the and sort of reduces down not obviously not completely because there's the financial side, but the emotional side, it kind of just it just I think makes people think and stop for a second. Now that, right. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But that's, no, one but that's number one. Fair okay, because I, I agree with you. I said when Mike came in, it was a cosmetic change and he was driving. If he wasn't driving the car, he was in the passenger seat next to Adam. So I didn't know what difference was that gonna do. Okay, so number one Secondly, I think to- yeah, I think from that person or people and, and I, i'll just say this again i think kieran probably because he's more of an introvert person by nature i would be more than happy for him to be alongside you know, any external people because i i genuinely think as out of all the people there whenever i've had any interactions he's the one i've had the most faith in and seen the most stand-up guy that may be assuming things but anyway but from that external new team what was said before a genuine uh, detailed um sincere um explanation of everything that's happened and why things were done and what the plans are going forward again regardless of whether that actually comes to fruition but i just think those two things as a bare minimum they just make people pause to think and whether that you know whether that still means it's a 10 percent chance 50 percent chance and nothing happens mm-hmm. fine but that's what i would say and then i think from that um you would have to i think you you well i think that would be the main thing um you know and then obviously after that you need to deal with you know pr and all that sort of stuff but uh, to be honest i think the power of this product has always been in the community and the product and those two things exist the problem is linking those to the people in charge and with that nothing may be possible but i think something might be possible okay well listen john i don't know if you've one got other thing else. john i just want to say one other thing john really quick um panda here uh oh, first of all like just well done on like the, the playground stuff is nonsense. So I can apologize for that. Secondly, were you for or against the matrix change? Cause no offense. I haven't listened to the podcasts. <laughs> so, I, don't know I haven't listened past. to yours either. I haven't listened yeah, to yours you either. Have. You've you always shit. been a big fan. Um, <laughs> I left a bloody five star review back when me and Fig were mates two years ago. For <laughs> we spoke on, um, Can you take P- those back? <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't. The, the PB matrix. Was it, did you want it changed or not? Just that's the last question. Only reason I bring it up and I don't want to plug your, other stuff but i've had a quick look at the so matrix i think it's world class and then maybe i'm just it's different it's a different kettle of fish altogether isn't it it's like something it's just different but two don't you think that this yeah would you change would you now you've seen that i guess where i'm going with this in a roundabout way is do you think it is substandard the one we've got on i think they're incomparable in many ways what i do like about that is the fact that any player can be rewarded and N'Golo Kante can be amazing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Centre backs can be brilliant and it's kind of... Don't get ASP started. I know, <laughs> exactly. That, that ASP. was my dream for exactly. five years. <laughs> and ASP I bet you will actually get this. that this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I think for me, I, I, I think stability was needed more than the change personally uh, for, for at least for a lot of people. Um, but I'm not one of these. I, I'm very much on the fence. Like I, I wouldn't have been crying either way. Okay. Um, I, I, do you know, I think I had about 1500 quid a grand left in there last week and it's gone, but it was very much play money to me because it was all profit and I'd already mm. took a bit of profit out. So I was very much on the fence for the last month or two doing a podcast, but I kind of felt stability was the way 
based mm. on where we were at. Mm. But mm. if they'd have done it in the summer along with other things, yeah, wonderful. Let's embrace mm. it. If mm. they could somehow have not devalued the crossing matrix and Trent, etc. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, not pushed. <laughs> but I suppose, lads, I have nothing else really to say. It's no, the most no closure way. with the community because I bowed out a week ago or so. And <laughs> it's weird because while you could say it was blessed timing in terms of the FI shitstorm, I did streams like this for months. Yeah. Um, and I felt weird because genuine imposter syndrome, like for me to go hosting now when I've changed my channel, they're like a so rare thing. That's just mm, stupid, yeah. hypocritical. And it's I think, I think so, um, the other thing was like, I saw, you know, I saw you stopping the podcast. I saw the roundtable guys saying Monday is going to be their final one. I saw Index Track saying that they're going to wind things in. And I'm sure, unfortunately, uh, just through necessity, like people aren't going to be able to do this stuff for, for free or very little money. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people did it for very little money or for free because they loved it. And yeah, even I, I won't be able to after a 750k port's gone to dust. Yeah. Well, well, as you know what it's, you used to know better than anyone what it's like having to talk about markets and liquidity and oh, all that bullshit so every week. We never boring. once talked about football, me and No, I mean, I, I wanted to stop it, John, at the start of this year because I said to Fick, like, I had a break over Christmas and I said, I'm dreading it every week because we're just talking about mechanics, VWAPs, issuance mm. curves. I, I didn't want to do it for that reason, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it may, well, we've got to have a discussion tomorrow, Fig, on what, what's happening with this moving forward. But well, maybe look, the end, and it's the end for you, John, in the football index world, is it? Yeah, sure. look, I'm Outgoing. still still Outro. a soft. I think I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely rock up to some sort of meetup or or be there for the documentary uh, premiere. Mm. I don't know, but um, in terms of like, <laughs> I, you know, not, you know, I'm I've not, legitimately been approached to to make a documentary. I would believe it. I would believe I'm it. This is fire festival shit. This is yeah, fire yeah, festival yeah, shit. Is. Mm. I'm not even joking. Mm. The, the guys in the comments, I think, has approached me to do it. Um, but it's uh, it's it's mental, really. That's that's how big this is, really. I just look. I I just feel for people like like yourself or Index Gain or whoever else people who genuinely have livings built around this. Yeah. You know, um, on top of everyone else, obviously, who's fucking lost thousands. Every, but um, yeah, yeah. no, I I won't be flat. I won't be flip flopping flopping back no matter what. If if they pull the rug or whatever they do, sorry, not pull the rug. Yeah, the rugs, yeah, 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 if they yeah. pull it out of their arse and they have some amazing thing, you know, yeah. I'll dabble. But content, no, I'm done. Yeah, I think yep, I would just yep. be too hypocritical to go back. I made my exit and that's it. But look, thanks to everyone. I'd say a lot of my viewers and stuff are here. Thanks to everyone mm. for the support over the years. And lads, good luck with it. Um, I'm sure we'll cross paths again. Yes, we will. Cheers, mate. All Thank right, you very much. In. All the Catch best. You soon. God, I'm so fucking hungry, man. Uh, have we got time for one more? I can if ASP can. Yeah, of course. I wanted to stay on as long as feasibly possible. We may never yeah. get through the callers. I don't think we weren't. Oh, Especially if you sense. can't, you just go and eat and let me and ASP handle this next. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you'd control. I've, the, I've, the I've only run, co-hosted a podcast, like you know, an award-winning one for a year and a half now. I can't handle it. <laughs> you but. didn't win the award. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, right, who we got nine? Whoever's on the line right now, uh, you are on the mute. Not anymore. Oh, wow. That was really loud. How are you doing? Well, shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who have we got on the line? It's Bobby Axelrod. Bobby Axelrod. Bobby. I've been liking your humour in 2021. And obviously, no pressure then, has shit. Been, been lost this last weekend. I mean, yeah. how are you feeling, mate? I'm all right. I'm not too bad. I mean, my situation isn't as bad as... Um... <sighs> Well, most people's reading the, the timeline. It's um, dark times, isn't it? Really dark times. Awful. I kind of knew the risk, and you know, I didn't put anything in more than you can really afford. So, 
you know, I'm not, like I said, reading some people is uh, is pretty pretty shit. But anyway, I want to be really really quick because apparently you've got KSI in the queue. You've we don't have KSI in the fucking queue. <laughs> like, come on, if we this do, is going to be last gonna, If we do, I'm looking to move into the music industry. Uh, <laughs> you can help me, but anyway. Yeah. And then people are uh, clamouring for Addy. He was on like his second bottle of JD or whatever, um, <laughs> which could be nice one to finish on. But um, I just want to like get two really, really, really quick points. I think the, the crux of it was um, when they rushed ME during COVID. When they said in the in the comms that COVID was you know one of the main reasons for this thing, right? Yeah, it was kind of bullshit, but mm. it was their own doing. When during COVID, when they had idle thumbs and there was no football going on, and then they did this ME and. Um, Akosh, Akash, whatever, um, came on yeah. your pod and started talking about it. It sounded like a massive achievement that they did this ME thing, but ME did two things, right? One, it was rushed through without the office side of things mm. and no liquidity to kind of back that up. So it was, it was rushed through. I mean, yeah, well done, you built it, but they shouldn't have released it at that point. The second thing it did without offers, it just put people in this stupid habit for like, what, three months plus of bidding and getting stuff for lower, 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 the lowest price you can possibly do. So when you get offers in and stuff like that, no one's going to be buying now because they're just already, you know, hardwired to try and get stuff for as cheap as possible. So all this downward pressure and stuff like that, and, you know, if you had liquidity to kind of supplement that, then great. But to rush it through, to actually do it, and like you say earlier, it's this arrogance. I think they kind of did it and thought, right, we've done this amazing thing. We've, we've rushed through this ME side of things. Ah, fuck it. Let's just, let's just release it. Let's just do it. I think that was the beginning of the end, really. I think they kind of got high in the smell of their own farts after that. Um, kind of thought, yeah, is absolutely great. Nah, they quit it fine. It's like, I liken it to um, McDonald's doing like a proper nice burger, right? And this proper nice burger's coming, the meat's coming, all this kind of stuff. We're just giving you the bread to start off with. And uh, anyway, um, next bit I want to say: companies, companies are just people. At the end, at the end of, end of the day, like football index, you know, putting um, trying to be this, like, this massive uh, stock market and um, this perception they had of stuff. All companies are just people, and people are flawed. They make bad decisions every single day. Everyone does, um, and unfortunately, you know, this is the, the case in this. And I hope a lot of people out there listening. Um, are gonna, you know, they've got time to kind of lick the wounds and kind of take this lesson and stuff, and not kind of get pulled into this kind of thing again. Because companies, you know, they like I say they are just people. Um, and the very, the very, the very, very last thing I want to say is, um, I know a lot of stuff is going to happen between this week and next week, but uh, a lot of people might have forgotten that next week is Mother's Day, so it's uh, a proper nice opportunity for everyone just to get out there, see the mums, sit, celebrate the mothers' figures or anything like that. Just get out. Get off the timeline, get out your own heads, kind of thing. See the real world out there. Um, I mean, I've I've kind of said something a bit like that on uh, on my tweets yesterday, but it's kind of hard not to keep going back to the car crash on the timeline all the time. And like I say, a lot is going to happen over the next few days. A lot's going to happen over the next week or so. But I just think it's a nice opportunity next weekend just to actually get out, see people, get some fresh air, and just you know, there's more to life than this kind of thing. And I know that's easy for me to say. There's a lot of people in some really, really bad situations. But um, the community the last few days have been absolutely awesome. I think when people are out on there saying, you know, DMs are open and all that kind of stuff, people should reach out. People, I don't think people are, you know, just saying that or anything. I think people do want to reach out there um, and chat to people, do it. Um, and finally, guys, thank you, guys, um, all of you. Um, when I came into Footy Index a few years ago, I knew fuck all about 
investing, money, all that kind of stuff, stock, shares, all that kind of crap. But um, I haven't agreed with everything you said over the last few years. But um, what, I, what I have done is just learn a lot of stuff. And because because of Football Index, I've kind of learned about investing. I'm putting money into different kinds of things. I mean, that's that's actual real diversification. Diversification isn't having some players in Serie A and Premier League <laughs> putting money in. Football index, you know, stocks and shares, Bitcoin, you know, just actually spreading the risk, that kind of thing. So thank you, Fig, uh, Panda, you guys. Um, some of the Cheers, guests mate. we've had on have been absolutely quality. Um, yeah, it's been a proper education. Not, I mean, football, things aside and stuff like that, just in terms of the whole mechanics of finances and stuff. So, yeah. Bobby Raxelrod, out. Cheers, Bobby. Thank you Thanks, very Bobby. much, mate. Thanks, thank mate. you for the call. God, gents, I'm so hungry. Is that it? I don't know. Can we go on? One I don't more, know if one, I can go on. One more. One more. One more. Uh, one more. Adam uh, Cole apparently is on the line. Give me a number. Give me a number between one and seven. Uh, number. Well, go on. Let ASP. I oh, know. Here you go, mate. Okay. Number <laughs> six. Caller number six, please. You are on mute. Please plus six and hash. Or what was it? Fucking star and six. Was it star and six? Something like that to unmute yourself. Star and six. Was it star? Star six. Click star six to unmute yourself, mate. Come on. Come on. Um, hello. Can you hear us? It's a dodgy number, number six. Yeah, it's a dodgy number. Let me put this person back in the waiting room. Maybe number three. Number three it is. Hello? Hello? These people have been in the queue for ages, I think. Maybe they've fallen asleep. Maybe they have. Maybe they're bored. Hello? Hello? Hello, who have we got on the line? Hello? Hello. Hi, who's who, this? Who, who have we got? Adam Salim. Adam Salim. How's it going, mate? Hi, I just wanted to ask a few questions and your thoughts. Sure, mate. Which I just noted down. No problem. So the first thing is about the 75 million that Index said that they had in reserve. Is there actually any proof regarding this? No. So what I have placed comfort on uh, and reliance on, uh, naively potentially, but the the checks of the auditors, who are, I guess, people have said toothless, and I, I can live with that, but auditors, gambling commission, ensuring they have funds, ring fence to cover open bets, um, obviously signing off uh, annual accounts um, in terms of their accounting practices. So there are some, uh, I guess, reliance you place on that in terms of making some decisions. But no, I, I haven't seen the money in an account. So I guess if that's what you're saying, I mean, I don't think any of us, I don't think the investors have at Cedars either or Oakvale Capital. Again, for them to raise 40 million last back end of last year, yes, they wouldn't have had an audit mm. on the account, but Oakvale would have done um, a quick due diligence, right? So people yeah. would have looked at these numbers in some form. Because what I was thinking yesterday, Mm. like, I left the platform, but then I came back in January and I just bought solely Lionel Messi's. Mm. 
And I just thought, how come nobody actually did the number crunching to realise that they were literally just paying out way too many dividends compared to the money that they were taking? You're right. The core business wasn't profitable, probably from October, November through to current day. Yeah. So trading commissions that they were making, if you looked at that, multiplied it by two or three or four percent. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that wasn't matching dividends paid out. You're correct on that. But yeah, yeah. But it wasn't always the case. They had many years, I believe, of being profitable. Well, they said they right? Yeah, they said they were. So although yeah, it's been a bad four months, I think, yeah. as, as ASP alluded to earlier, they were selling Zlatan shares for £5 before he retired. They were selling Odi and Agalo for £2, and he's returned about 10 pence. So they, I believe, were very profitable for the years prior to this period. So, yes, they've had a difficult time, but I don't believe that was always the case. Well, Maybe we've been proven wrong now, but just to answer that for you. Yeah, and then also, obviously, this, the, do you think how, that they're buying back the majority of the shares? Uh, it looks like it, doesn't it? I do, yeah. yeah. I think that... Because surely that means they've got an intention to keep the platform going. Obviously, like nobody really wants has any faith in it, but... I think uh, ASP said I think they do. Their genuine um, intention is to keep this going. Um, yeah. Yeah. As much as we, because, as much as we've thrown shade at them and we dislike them right now, there are staff yeah. of what over 150 people between their compliance team, tech team, at Index mm. Labs, uh, FIHQ, core operations. There are people's livelihoods and jobs on the line here. And uh, as bad as we've made them out to be, and as the mistakes they've made, I, I think the intention will be to continue and keep this growing. They've hit a roadblock with naivety, and I don't think these are the people that are capable enough to scale it. You know, they were start up to 100, 120 million market cap. To take it to the next level, they've shown to be lacking every avenue they go down. Because obviously, with so rare, I'm not actually on it, but the yeah. scarcity's literally driven the prices up by so much. And I was saying it to my friend like four weeks ago, how there was just way too many Sancho's in the market and it was just killing FI when they were having to pay it out. But also... Yep. If there was less of him, his price would have easily been driven up. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a good message from someone yesterday saying if they have taken on and been hammered on Sancho and other shares and they've got massive liabilities yeah. on these young superstars, why didn't they put a cap on? Like Bet365 put um, a cap on the bet you can place. They can limit that. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't they do that and let each trader only have a certain amount? Then they could have managed their liabilities. They let this spiral and get way out of control. Like, yeah, the, the 900,000 Sanchos, but the only, like, solution me and my friend could think of is literally buying them back, but it would have cost them so much money buying all those it, Sanchos it, it, back. It would, it would have done at £6. It won't do at 60p. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's obviously yeah. why they've done this, to save themselves yeah, now. I think so. But do you think, based on the 70 million, and obviously, like, the last six months, they've taken an absolute hammering mm. of, like, 24 million around that figure, mm. they've essentially still got 50 million in the bank of what they've said is correct? <sighs> I mean, yeah, how, well, I think, how I think can we, we... How can we well, believe or second-guess anything no, now? No, like, I, I, it's so I, hard. I don't believe them. I, I don't I be- believe them at all. I, I, th- I think they've... I, won't, look, I think that they have some cash reserves, yes. I wouldn't like to put a figure on it anymore, but I do believe they've got money. I think the bigger problem for me is whether they can keep their licence and survive the media storm. Yeah, and obviously moving on to the media, it's all well and good, everybody reporting it, but if those people have an intention to leave their money in, all they're doing is just making it worse for themselves obviously everybody's angry and being erratic mm, but mm. it's not going to help them if because at the end of the day everybody is in love with the platform and if it gets bought over 
then you're going to want people to invest and join it to make literally get you some of your money back and they're just hammering this all over social media and everyone's going to think i'm not i'm not investing in that no it's true but look oh what's that oh, sorry it's podcast started playing on my po- um sorry just 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 to say um oh sorry i distracted there because for some reason my phone started playing a podcast what did you just say um, it was in regards to uh, obviously all the bad press that they're giving FI. Oh, sorry, yeah. And the thing is, okay, people are actually staying. Yeah, double-edged sword though for me. Social media made the company, mm. and it probably wouldn't have got to this stage without it. But it's also yeah. uh, going to bring them down. And I don't think that we can blame anyone for acting irrationally in these times when they feel betrayed, lied to, and they've lost a lot of money. They want heads to roll. And um, look, they knew their actions. They knew this was coming. So yeah, you're, you're right. But I'm afraid that's just. Yeah, uncontrollable now. And then obviously one more thing, like obviously it's a betting platform and like yeah. people like like to look at it as a yeah, they don't, they don't market, use but, 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 but they don't use betting necessarily in their job adverts. Don't they use we mm. I think the language is a bit more exotic in the job advertisement. Yeah, yeah, they, they twist they twist it. They but twist it depending on who they're market. talking to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you're talking yeah, to a tech guy, you're, you're saying it's a you know a global f- fintech company. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Because it, it's fintech in the in the Sunday Times top 100 fast track yeah. companies. I think it's fintech and it's global international expansion. If you're talking to an account manager, they pull you up and say, no, 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 no. Um, it's not anything like that. It's gambling. It's a gambling product, and you know, with people lose money. They soon, depending on who you talk to, there you'll get a different response. Yeah. I've just got one final thing. So obviously I came back in January. Yeah. And bought loads of Messi. I'm I'm a student and I literally just pump loads of money into Lena Messi. Yeah. So I've obviously been like lost a bomb now, but um, they suspended my account about two weeks ago. Yep. And then they asked me to prove where all my money came from. And I was like, well, I've literally just got like lots of money. Yeah. And essentially (laughs) like in in my savings. I bet that didn't fly, mate. No, the guy was literally like going in on me and he was like, oh, if you ask anybody in the street if £10,000, £20,000 is a lot of money, then they'll say it is. And I said, yeah, but you're assessing me, not any random person. But anyway, so then he was like, I need this, this and this. And essentially all I've been doing is just selling a lot of things on eBay in the pandemic to make the money. Yeah. And um, they were like, this isn't satisfactory. And I was like, okay, literally just give me all my money back. I'm just going to leave the platform. Yeah. And I said, like, just unsuspend it. I'll just sell all my messages to the market now. Yeah. and I'll leave the platform. Yeah. And then they just stopped replying to my emails for a week. And then on Thursday, they just sent me a random email and said, hi, we've got everything we want from you, even though I've got emails from them telling me that it's not satisfactory. Mm-hmm. And also phone calls when they said, no, um, that's not satisfactory. So I was like, okay, can I just leave? And then the guy's like, just give me a few days. And then on Thursday, they said, oh, you can just have your account back. Literally just said, so they clearly... this is obviously a gray area to talk about i've dealt with the edd team i think they've got a lot better in the last six months and i'm sorry to hear about your your case study there i can say that gambling industry is going through huge changes at the moment in the uk and Mm. i've heard horror stories across all the different platforms sustainable gambling and um proving your money uh where it where it comes from and them checking on yeah. health and safety it's a big thing and it's only going to grip tighter so you know i'm a it is sorry to hear about that process um but that is one thing that i would have a little bit of slack not that they deserve much of football index because that's very much ensuring they tick the right boxes for the gambling commission and audits but thank you for the call 
No worries. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much Cheers. for phoning in, mate. I've ordered a takeaway now, so I mean, I'm, I've, I'm I've on to here. Talk, I have to talk to my wife. I've got to do bedtime duty. You got to go right now. Well, no, I might have one more call. Hang on, I'll right. put you on mute so you don't hear my domestic. Okay. All right. Uh, number between one and six, SP. Three. Three again. Uh, hello. Hello, you're on mute. Unmute yourself, please. Hello, who have we got on the hello. line? Hello. Hello. Hi, Rover. Rover, how's it going? Hello. Mate? Hi, Rover. Well, not great, but you know, hi. Thanks so you much. Can you hear me okay? In, yeah, you're crystal clear, yeah, no actually. Please. So, how's the weekend been for you, and ah. where do we go from here? Well, uh, in football index terms, obviously it's been awful, but mm. um, as a few people, have, a lot of people have already said the things I wanted to say, but um, certainly I think people that say the Twitter community is toxic uh, don't agree with that, to be honest, because um, when this news broke, obviously it's well known that I have some mental health issues. And um, when this news broke, I literally, the number of DMs that I got off people that I'd never even spoken to before was just like, I couldn't even respond to them. And really uh, nice. it was just, yeah, it was really overwhelming. And um, from my point of view, I'm, I'm going to lose a lot of money on this, I'm pretty sure. But I put a hell of a lot of effort into Twitter. I know everyone knows that I tweet too much. But um, Twitter's been brilliant for me, not just from the Football Index perspective, but also um, in terms of being able to talk about my mental health and all those kind of things. And I've, I've made some really good people, friends for life on there as well. So even if this whole thing goes under, then for me... In all honesty, um, I, I, the other things that I've gained from it are actually worth more. Um, and so I just want to try and sort of inject a little bit of positivity. Um, and, you know, I know things aren't good. I don't know what's going to happen with the football index. Um, pretty much all the points I was going to make about that have uh, already been made. Um, I wanted to make a point about loyalty. Um, and it's something that I've uh, talked with Panda about before. Um, the idea of loyalty to customers. And I know some people say that, you know, it's a gambling site and they don't owe us any loyalty. But if I, as far as I'm concerned, it's still a company. And if I use Sky as an example, I'm with Sky for everything. And um, they've been absolutely brilliant. And the last time I phoned them, they actually told me that I wasn't using the full amount of my data. And they suggested that I switch to a lower tariff, which I think is a really good thing to do. And my big issue with the football index is that... Um, for so long now, there have been a lot of us that have been loyal to them despite lots of mistakes, and yeah. we've been buying the dips and things like that, um, and we just haven't been rewarded. And the fact of the matter is that um, on multiple occasions, if a new person came in who'd never been on the platform before, I mean, for example, I bought Sancho for over £14, and a new person could have bought Sancho recently for, I mean, I know now he's down under a quid, could have got him for, what, three, four pounds And to me, that just doesn't quite sit right. I think you have to have some respect for people that have been loyal to you. And even if we take the angle that um, these prices are low because maybe they want to attract uh, new investors or something, I don't know. Uh, if you're a potential new investor, yes, you can see the new prices. But you can also see that they've completely screwed over all of their current loyal customers. So for me, I don't see what... That, that does not send out a good message that necessarily they wouldn't do the same thing to you. So I do think that's important. I think... At the end of the day, a business is still run by people and the people should respect, you know, we, we basically give them their living and I'm sure that Mike Bowen and Adam Cole have done very well off this. And I just, personally, I just feel a bit betrayed by it all. And obviously the, the way that it's all been done, um, I was always on the, I was of the opinion that it was um, 
it, that it wasn't deliberate, that they were just perhaps a bit naive. Um, but some of the things that have happened in the last couple of weeks, it's really, really difficult not to think that it's, there's an element of being calculated, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of what you said about the community being great is so true. And I think, I don't know, you've probably been listening to the stream, but I kind of talked about the lack of humility, but it's also the lack of uh, gratitude to their customers, the people that have been here through thick and thin. Like, I really thought that they were coming to a point with all the trader panels and the surveys and stuff Mm -hmm. where they were going to, you know, uh, really make the the community and and traders feel a lot uh, more like... um, part of something rather than detaching it that, well, that well, well of, rover look, look, look at mike's comms when he first stepped in no more false promises mm. to make sure we can deliver yeah you know, all just completely hot air yeah hot air. the, the hot other air. um the other thing is that asp used an analogy a while ago on one of your pods that i had actually used myself uh and as people know i'm a recovering drug addict and uh, so i know a fair bit about this kind of thing and he used the analogy that um what they've done in the past for example, with those um, 10 times IPD promotions that they did, um, it's like giving crack cocaine to children. And that is really what it, what it was. Um, I was one of those few people that was like very vociferously against this um, promotion because you've just got to, at the end of the day, you've got to look at the platform and think about is it sustainable from their perspective. And if you look back now, we've gone from 10 times IPDs to two times IPDs to removing IPDs to reducing dividends and i just don't know who can whoever uh, whoever's decision it was i presume it was Bowen's decision to reduce them by 70 percent they must they can't be that stupid that they didn't know that that was going to kill the platform so it's either they've done it deliberately and they don't care or i don't know what the other explanation is because you sentiment was at an all-time low you know and when they suspended the market most people i spoke to uh, actually still felt that the, they were going to announce something positive. And when they announced this, I, all the people that I know that are really, really optimistic about Football Index, most of them all messaged me straight away and said, it's finished, you know? Mm. And so mm. I, I, I just cannot understand why, why the, I mean, obviously it's a financial reason, but, you know, how, how many months ago was it that they were stay, saying that um, they, had a, they were in excellent financial condition? I mean, that's, 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 either, that's just got to be a lie. February the, February the 18th, but... I mean, I, I yeah. called on that over the weekend on a tweet and just all the uh, opposing statements they've made, which just you struggle mm. you know, restructuring to cut costs and CFO walking away, most mm. advertising for a 100K a year engineering job. And I know business isn't as simple as that. I mean, mm. you can be loss making for three or four months on the P&L, mm. but be very healthy in terms of your balance sheet. So you can have, you know, a strong financial position but be loss-making in the short, in the short term. Um, so it isn't quite as black and white as my tweet at the weekend, but everything's been contradictory. It's been, it's been full of lies. I mean, um, I, and as you say, I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not a finance expert, but um, would it not have been better for them to continue with these dividends and potentially operate at a loss for a bit longer in the hope that sentiment recovers? Because they... I think that's, me, what, they they were trying, that's what they're trying to do, weren't they, Rover? Mm. Mm. I guess and and I guess someone's basically said to them like we can't try and do that any longer um if mm. you look at their actions rover they've thrown everything at it to be I say yeah. to be fair that's the wrong term think about six months of MDE instruction stripped away team of the month mm. uh, I don't know where that is stands anymore I've lost track of what the payouts are they, they have thrown mm. everything at it and now you realize it does look like operation 
But at the end of the day, that's that. I blame them for that as well because, um, as I said, this this that ten that ten times IPD promotion was just stupid. And I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but it, it was just absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't and, disagree with uh, I think that I always had a worry that the phases to business you know hyper growth and the explosive phase was stage one and that's mm. exciting we're all living off this artificial green or real profit because mm. we could have taken it at one stage and there was always going to become a point yeah. where the market had to plateau and would people stick around yeah. and play the game if it plateaued uh, sadly we never mm. got a chance to find out because it's kind of gone from from one peak to well, uh, p in the that, that does bring in one it brings in one point, and this probably won't be a very popular point to make, but um, I'm not for a second suggesting that FI haven't fucked up really badly here. But I do think there's an issue where there's a lot of people that are trading on this platform that don't really understand it properly. Uh, and I think panic. And I mean, if you think about it, when what you, obviously they removed IS and they introduced order books, but for a player like Sancho, as I see it, I don't see how that really reduces intrinsic value because he's still, Sancho, for example, not going to be moving to the MLS anytime soon. So other than an injury, uh, his dividend potential is still exactly the same. So that drop in him for me was irrational. And I think a lot of it was uh, misunderstanding by users. And there's a lot of people on there that when a player's, you know, they won't pay for a player that's dropped two pounds and see see value. But if a player's flying, then they'll put all the money into it. It's So I do think there's, an, there's maybe an element of that, that some of the traders on the platform just didn't really understand it well enough. But you can't force educate people at the end of the day. So yeah. FI really have to, they have to be aware of that. And of course, the, the, it's very complicated, isn't it? All the dividend structure, it's really difficult. And I think some people maybe just don't have the desire to um, actually make the effort to learn that. They're just seeing that other people are making money, so they put money in as well. Uh, Rover, I, I want to move us on, try and maybe get another caller in unless we have to end it here. I really appreciate you calling yeah. in, mate. And, uh, I think you spoke really right. well. Thanks so much for calling in. And, uh, we'll, we'll no problem, yeah. Okay, thanks. Thank Cheers, you, mate. Thank you. Pleasure to me talking to you on time. I've got to go thing very, very You've quick. got to go. Just squeeze uh, one in for two minutes. And... Squeeze one. Number between one and five? ASP. Four. Four. I'll let you handle this one. I'll just go and tell my missus how long I'll be. You two can do this call. Hello. Press star six, guys. Hello. Hello. Who have we got on the line? Uh, hi, it's Index Owl. Index Owl. How's it going, mate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, never been better. It should be a complete lie. <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> yeah. All good. All good. I think Panda's gone to to do something. I'm back. Just, just oh, he's back. Just Who being, we got? Uh, it's Index Owl. Oh, the owl. Hello, mate. Hello. Um, yeah, I'd I take a bit of a hiatus in between. So apologies if you've um, yeah, you've already covered these points. But yeah, a couple of things I, I, I want to raise. Um, I think the, the first one was. I think what what hurts more than anything as well is, is the fact that this feels like it was it was also avoidable as well. Um, I look I look back at the old system. Um, you, you had the sort of the the, the magical thing where delisting increased prices. You had buying increasing prices. It, it was all engineered for growth, and and obviously that then kept prices kind of stable at a level. They could of course go down when people listed players, but things for the most part were, were quite stable. Um, FI then obviously increased dividends and then moved on to onto an order book system. And looking back now, I think FI has had no appreciation whatsoever that that would strike the fear of God into the average trader. 
So what we then saw was the irrationality. We saw people dropping 10, 15% simply for not being on the team sheet. We saw people panicking. We saw Black Sunday, et cetera, et cetera. And I think FI never really had the realisation what that was what that was going to do. And then, of course, because um, because that impact was hard, then, then prices went down, FI were getting less commission, and they weren't minting. So I think where I got really angry at FI kind of continuously for the last six months was they never really sort of took stock of that if you like it, it, it was always it was always plasters to try and try and heal, heal what was probably a broken leg or a chops off leg if you like by putting things like rebates in place by taking away the um, by taking away the bid zones by talking about Hadron by polluting to Germany 5x IPDs all, all these all these things that put plasters on that it didn't it didn't solve the, the the root of the problem, which was that FI needed higher prices, um, and that was it. Really, we needed higher prices, but that was that was never achieved again. And um, so, I think my frustration has been all the time and effort and all these promotions and, and the significant amount of money that these promotions cost FI. When in reality, the whole focus that FI should have been looking at was, well, we need to do things such as multiple bids to create those um, those bid walls to to, to help people. Um, uh, to, to sort of see, you can give that confidence if you like for, for prices to be higher. You need to look at market makers, which obviously has been discussed a lot. Whether or not they, they discuss bringing IS back, and I think it's, it's just a frustration that I think the focus was just completely in the wrong areas for the last six months, which of, of course brings us to where we are now. Sorry, I'm eating. Um, oh, sorry, I, I agree. I agree. I, as I've said, nine times out of ten, this would have been avoided. You simply just. If you don't have market makers in liquidity, you don't launch an order book with with offers. Um, it's just very simple. You just keep it keep it conservative, keep it locked down. And just one, I was just thinking the other day, even something as small as how much did the mid price and portfolio value calculations throw everyone on top of all that? And they did that at the same time. Yeah. And that that's a small thing, but it was a big thing because you know your portfolio looks to a lot of people like it's half worth half as much, and maybe it is, but that's a big thing that you then you phase in the move towards a mid price. And even to be honest, what they should have done prior to order books or prior to bringing in portfolio value calculations, they should have probably thought strategically over like two or three years that you move from buy price as a valuation to uh, then on the next dividend increase, move to mid price as a valuation. And then probably the year after you probably move to sell price as a, and that's yeah. for me, what you do, you know, that's a two, three year, plan and it's just all this stuff is just uh it could have been so i i genuinely feel like this should have been this should this was so avoidable yeah absolutely and, and i think that's that's really where the frustrations lie because i think well as i say all, all the initiatives that fi did and, and i think at the time I, I almost saw it as a as an organic process to fi and always had the belief that they would get it right eventually um, even going into into last Friday, I think there was some genuine hope that one of the solutions and and, and one of the things they did would be liquidity centric. I mean, we, I think we spoke about multiple bids, for example. Um, and, and I was optimistic going in I mean, up to seven fifty nine on Friday. Optimistic that there'd be some sort of some something around 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 liquidity. I, I didn't think market makers were coming on board, but maybe they'd commit to giving maybe fifty percent IS, for example. Um, and I think, as I say, up to 7.59 last Friday, I thought FI would still would still get there eventually, but unfortunately it doesn't seem to be the case. But I think you make a good point, ASP, on, on portfolio valuations. And one thing I never really saw discussed anywhere was if you think on 
say, 11.30 on a Saturday morning, I think it's a fair assumption that that would be the peak time when most people have got bids in. They've got their money tied up in bids, hoping to get on players before the afternoon kickoffs. So then if you fast forward seven hours later, if those bids aren't matched, traders will naturally cancel them and, and it may go back to a cash balance. And I'm assuming many other people saw this. I don't think there was a single Saturday where my portfolio evaluation was higher on an evening than what it was in, in the morning. I mean, of course, if you've only got a couple of players in your portfolio, that might not be the case. But I'd say on the most part, most traders had a lower valuation in the evening than they did on the morning. And if you think about that from a, a psychological perspective for the average trader who is just a general gambler, that, that's always going to be, feel a bit shit. You, you may have won £100 in dividends that day, but if your portfolio value has dropped £300 throughout the day, then you're going to be disengaged. So I think it's, it's just it's conversations like this and, and, and considerations like this that I think SI never never really had. And it, it just I wrote two that. blogs of twenty thousand words, and I never once discussed it with them fully. That's in like an in depth, um, yeah, never like brief conversations. Yeah. Never, never just sat just sat down with someone and just said, let's go through all the ideas for the product in detail, like the scoring, you know, everything. It's so painful. I mean, I've been lucky enough to sit on a couple of panels and they're an hour long. They're rushed. You've got eight people in there. You need days. You need, you need so much time to sit with a a cross section of the community who have experience in this, who could offer you insight, who trade this for hours every day and understand your product and brainstorm and think of ideas. And they haven't listened to us and um, I haven't listened to you in particular uh, ASP and and as we leave and we bid our farewell I mean that, that's the most unfortunate part that I do believe it was avoidable um, yeah we they, knew the product we, better than we, they did we knew the pro- you knew the product better than I I pretty I'm sure I did well no I'm fairly sure I did you definitely did and that's the uh, sad part as we leave here really that it's what could have been but absolutely I think I think all, all the points I've, I've made and everything comes down to sort of one general statement, which I think FI just overestimated their average punters, their average customers. And I think we've had sort of three, four years of growth where people have made money. And it sounds a bit harsh to the average customer, but maybe people thought they were better than what they actually were. And then FI bought into that. So what we saw is FI giving sort of far too much um, sort of credit to average traders to think that everyone would behave, behave rationally. And then when prices could move sort of extremely, extremely uh, quickly and ex- extremely volatile, yeah, yeah, yeah. as I say, I think it just it just it struck the fear into. It's, into it's, so unfor- many it's unforgivable. They had no. Sh- it really is. He didn't, yeah. didn't do any stress testing. It didn't feel like any situational scenario planning, any risk assessments like that. Blacks, we'd never really have recovered from uh, Brown Sunday if people have labelled it or Black Sunday. I don't know what the term is for it, but we've never really gotten over that and um as you say they, yeah. the circuit breakers were all too late and inconsequential really because if you're not gonna pump money in or offer a stimulus with a combined with a circuit breaker all it does is allow people to stew and then the, the rock continues and yeah you know, absolutely it, it was delivered as i said earlier it was a slop that was delivered to us uh, they made it, i think as well they, they made it in-house and it wasn't good enough yeah so it's so it's going back problem. to the um, so going back to the uh, obviously the big the big nose um, the announcement Adam Cole did that's been sort of memed to death. Um, he, he explicitly said in there we'll, we'll be introducing order books underpinned by market makers, mature market, etc., etc., etc. If if going back to then Adam Cole had said we'll be introducing order books, but there'll be a little bit of market making going on 
um, it wasn't even market making LP001, was it? It was just market. I don't know what it was doing. It ran what, yeah. Whatever the hell it was. So I, I don't even want to give it the credit of, of, of calling that market making. But if Adam Cole had said then, we're going to be going to order books, we're going to strip out um, any stabilizers and just let this market essentially crash with odd flurries of, of market making. I think anyone would have said at the time, that's just completely irresponsible and, and absolutely ridiculous. How, yeah, how, how, yeah, how could yeah. you possibly expect sort of 3,000 players to be organically funded? It, it, it just doesn't work. And keep adding more and more over December. But look, I, I have to cut because I'm sorry, I have to run very, very imminently. And as we leave, I've seen Adam Cole tweet someone sent me from nine months ago based on trajectory of the last two years, 10x bigger, I'd say, where he saw it. So, <laughs> slight miscalculation, yeah, but, um, but anyway. Yeah, so credit to you all for doing this, guys. And um, I don't think there'll be another one, but if not, it's been a, been a pleasure listening to you all. Thank you very much. And Fig's eating, so I'll say thanks on his behalf. Sorry, I was saying <laughs> thanks, care. I was on mute. Yeah, take care. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks very much, mate. That's it, lads. Oh, I think that's it, to be honest with you. Um, <sighs> ASP, leave us with something as we bid farewell right. to the audience and people that we've grown to love. Um, I don't know if any, uh, yeah, so I, I never thought I, I may do a tweet about this maybe down the line, but, um, mm. I, I remember when I came on your first pod fig and you asked about my background and things like that. And, um, I went through a really, really long time in my life where I was really sick. Um, and I lost, uh, everything. I lost m- my friends. I lost my family, not as in death, but as in like, I was just so incapacitated that my life for, a long time we're talking multiples of years um like many 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 years um was i was basically dead to the world like i i couldn't do anything in life i couldn't work i couldn't socialize i couldn't i missed basically most of my young girl or or, or 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 even slightly older years of being able to take part in anything to do with life whether that's playing football uh, whether that's just um, you know, feeling comfortable walking around, uh, constant pain, um, depression, um, you know, not being able to have certain relationships or having them fail for you know the state I was in, um, kind of relationships as I said with my family and, and just deteriorating significantly. And luckily, I'm at a point now in life where things are much better. That doesn't change what's happened. You know, I lost. A significant chunk of my life and I just think it's worth people noting that whatever happens and, and again for the avoidance of doubt I think this whether with or without us the actual business of Linux will still be here come the start of the new season probably at the end of the year subject obviously as Panderson not losing the license but whatever happens with everyone individually and this isn't just saying it because I'm also <laughs> this is the funny thing which I'll say as well with the profits that I was planning to at some point start to realize more i was actually planning on making a a career change to train to work with um, children and adolescents who were sort of excluded or had behavioral problems etc etc and i was really looking to use what i earned from here to basically give kids what i didn't have myself which was hope um and someone to so I'm getting emotional not because of it's football index because I'm recounting like quite an important part of my life and um, there is hope uh, if you've been badly affected or you know if at some point this does end down the line however long that may be and and, and the story for you has been um, really terrible 
I just really want you to know that there is there is hope. Um, you know, as long as you have your health, um, that is definitely the most important thing. And if you've got friends and family, I promise you there's hope. And not only that, like back yourself. You know, you have whatever you've done in life so far, you've got to wherever you've gone, got to on the base of your, you know, your own talents and your own work ethic. And I know for sure, and I'm not just saying this, as painful as whatever you might be thinking or, or going through now, in a number of years, whenever it is, as long as you have your health and your relationships and you can get up and go to work in the morning, this will eventually pass, however long that may be. And just as hard as it is, um, just try and look at the bigger picture and 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 just try and just try and just 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 have hope and just have appreciation for small things and 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 this will this will get better, I guarantee it. And um, life is really really um filled with ups and downs and hopefully this is a big down moment which everyone can use you know going forward as i said i had a shocker of a life and it's taught me so much and this has again taught me so much but look we're still breathing um, and we have each other so so please just keep keep the hope up talk to people as someone said before get outside smell the smell the fresh air you know and and just you know get your head back on the game whatever you're doing in life in in, in the next few weeks and just and just crack on because you'll you'll get there and and you'll make it and things will be things will be all right in the end really powerful words man i think uh, a few people in the comments are, are saying that um yeah really really powerful really uh thoughtful of you to share that and yeah i think <clears throat> at the end of the day uh there's uh there's more to life than football index right i think um no matter how it's impacted you, people need to remember that, like, yeah, as you mentioned, life's full of ups and downs. But you know, as long as you are healthy, you've got your family, etc. Like, there, there are more, um, there are more, there are more important things in life. Uh, look, um, I really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in. Really appreciate both of you joining me. Um, I will have some comms out next week at some point. Um, uh about kind of i guess what i'm planning on doing uh what i'm planning on doing with fig etc um and uh uh so on and so forth um so yeah i'll keep you guys all in the loop and uh hopefully i don't think this story's over like i, I don't think football index dies tomorrow i don't know if it dies ever uh but it's going to be something that i'll definitely keep an eye on uh, be it through podcasts or not uh, panda and i will also update you what happens with the the Fitcast extra uh, to be honest with you highly doubt it will be about football index if we ever do something like this uh if we ever do something like that in the future again but uh we'll, we'll keep you all posted thank you so much everyone for listening have a great day and uh yeah have a uh, great week next week <laughs>